0: Big shock, big shock, big shock.
1: I hear I can't you. hear me much though at all. I hear you. Me?
2: If you can't hear you, that's on your headphones. Dude, yeah. You can hear me, but you can hear me? Yeah, you're fine. Okay.
3: Are your headphones even plugged in?
1: Yeah? Okay. Yeah, because I can hear you. Well,
3: that's, that's perfect. Cool.
1: Well, if he can hear everyone else, it's not his headphones. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's him. This right, isn't another You got one another one ear infection? Yeah, I was no, going to
2: say,
4: it's not another Constant. one of those times that you have the ears plugged, right? Oh, this is every week, you're saying.
5: this. My ears are open, but I've been screwed up since uh, the spring. They never
2: got to perfect. They never came back. back, And I see a
3: small Nick Fury over there. Is that new, too?
2: Yes. That was a prize. Won a prize. Nick Fury. Gave it to Jeff. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't put anything out that I bought this weekend. I didn't see a damn thing you bought. I I, I honestly thought, except for the the photos and the autographs, you didn't get anything.
4: I did. I, I just have the... The photograph I have in, in my room, I have the uh, the Batman uh, Blu ray, the 66 Blu ray set. Yeah, but I you just own put that it over already. on the shelf. No, I know, but I mean, it's autographed now. Where it's from, over guys?
1: Whatever are you talking I don't know what
4: you're t- about? I, I thought we uh, weren't we'll into get that to part that. yet. Yeah, WizardCon. The show's coming.
1: Oh, you you thought we con. weren't into this, so you're just talking about it, but we're not into that. Yeah. Yeah. he's he hasn't even done the intro yet. Well, this, he, is the, this is the cold open. Then yeah. why are you talking about it? Talking about what? Because Matt exactly. brought it up. Oh, right? then
2: oh, okay. Matt!
1: It I, I listened to the show last week.
5: You're supposed to talk about politics for 20 minutes, right? Oh, right! Yeah. Wow. Welcome to Geek Shock, folks.
2: Number 394. I am Master Torgo.
5: 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact check dandy. Oh, excuse me. The famous fact check dandy.
1: What? Watch. Just He'll it talk about chair. it.
5: Okay. <laughs> no,
4: because I'm on Netflix now. It's true. He's on Netflix.
1: Matt,
2: introduce yourself. Yeah, Maple Leaf Matt. <laughs> We're here to talk week in <clears> geek. <throat> uh, explain yourself uh, in the. Uh, they
5: made a documentary about uh, the about uh, billionaires buying up or billionaires screwing with the media, and, and trying uh, to the suppress- last half hour of it's about the RJ. And when you go to Netflix, and the little image is a picture of the newsroom with me prominently in the middle of it. <laughs>
2: Seriously, yeah, in, the yeah. Get yeah, in, in the background, folks. Get the background. But, it, but I'm- I have been so looking forward to that. Have you watched the Yeah, it's a great documentary. Oh, I'm yeah. so... Oh,
4: Yeah, I, I've got it in my queue to watch, too. Oh,
2: and then and, and you're on the picture that yeah. they
4: show. Yeah, when you show it. <laughs> yeah.
2: What's the name <laughs> of it again? Yeah.
4: It's called Nobody Speak.
5: Nobody
3: yeah. Speak, okay.
5: Which, kind of based on something they said, when when the paper was bought, the the, the figurehead that was telling us about it being bought, like this guy we'd never seen before. Uh, he
3: was like, it's going to be great. No, he you said... Can you tell uh, us who
5: the new owners are and you know what can we expect from it and he goes I you should just worry about doing your jobs <laughs> and it's like that's our jobs yeah, <laughs> yeah. asking yeah. questions Ferreting yeah. out shit is our job I loved
1: uh, yeah I loved your little, <laughs> little comment that you made when you said telling a bunch of journalists don't worry about it is is not is yeah, some...
4: <laughs> just inviting Yeah that's them the, the
1: to worst do... room of people you could ever Ryan. say that to
2: <laughs> It's Gentlemen, fun. what geeky things you do this week aside from appear on Netflix? Right,
3: I'm gonna let you guys go because you guys did a whole bunch of shit. All I did was work again. Mm. So Jeez, I worked.
2: Why are you even on the show? I, I worked really. every freaking
3: day too, but I actually <laughs> did geeky stuff on top of it. I don't know
5: what your yes. problem is. What, are you married or something? Ah, uh, uh, actually, you 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 gamed. That was geeky. Yes, that's true. Well, Played apparently a D&D. it's
3: not very geeky.
1: Nah, <laughs> must <much more laughs> run a crappy game. <laughs> I kind of I forgot about it.
2: Well, with, I, it's with, like we have to lasso lasso of truth. This guy. Yeah. Mm.
4: Well, with the exception of Matt, we all went to the amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. Right. Yeah.
2: What a joy! It yeah. was. It was awesome. Walking into any Comic Con floor is like coming home. It really is. Oh, it just feels wonderful just to be in that environment. I'm closing my eyes. I'm I'm there already mentally.
4: Some great cosplay this year yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, it's always been good, but like there were some really creative ideas out there. Just fantastic. Some yeah. really
1: creative skin painting. Yeah. Yes.
4: The, the body painting out there. They had... <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah.
1: So
3: did you... The last Comic-Con I went to was 09 San Diego Comic-Con. Like what? the big Comic-Con. And I went there just to take pictures of the sexy cosplay. Like, <laughs> did you really? Well, as, as well as like get autographs and talk to people. Oh, okay. or, or, as you would normally. All the that stuff was my do at alter, ulterior motive right there. Was just, oh, okay. And I lost my camera. That's right. Camera. Oh nine. Well yeah. <laughs> so my digital camera. I've no idea where that's gone. So And you
2: haven't been to a Comic Con since?
3: Not even one. Mini here Toy in town. Con or Toy Con. I went to that one.
2: Yeah, right. That's that's cute though. That's a small dinky thing. Hmm. That'd be it, yeah. Oh wow. You gotta get out more, man.
5: Yeah, I, I often go to Comic Cons when I come out of it with a combination of uh inspired and, and depressed. <laughs> I was much more inspired <laughs> than depressed this oh, time. Oh good. Yeah.
2: Good, good, good. What, what's, uh what causes the depression angle for you? Oh, it's just like I should
5: be doing this. Oh uh, no, all these guys are better than me. It, uh, it probably doesn't help
1: be, that I'm standing behind him, going, you know, Andy, you could be doing this, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, well, it's it's I,
4: you got to stop telling yourself that these people are better than you. Andy, I know yeah, because Andy. I've seen your artwork, mm. and at least a quarter of the people there, you're way better than. Oh yeah, and at least you know guys a third you're, your you're fault, good right? enough it's to my be birthday at it. was a couple weeks ago thanks, thanks. Yeah. that's great so, yeah. don't get me wrong there's yeah. a third it's, of them it's that it's are a just way out of your league yeah, well, that's, absolutely. that's right <laughs> yeah but but yeah you just got to stop <laughs> yeah. stop telling yourself that yeah. well, They're
1: I- eyes hmm? i mean you can do eyes that's True. what i was some noticing some people don't get eyes right. i was yeah. i was going through and the ones who were they're almost there but they're not quite there the vast majority of them they just can't get eyes right. The uncanny valley of the eyes. I, You yeah. know what? It's weird that, you know, especially the ones where the, like, detail and stuff is good, but the alignment is just a mm-hmm. little, you know, one eye is just a little lower. Yeah. and so it's like a little droopy. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> right. what, they're,
5: what? they're drawing parts of the faces. They're not drawing the face. I
1: think it's, it, yeah, probably. They get really pers- tied up
3: in the detail of something
5: without doing the, the yeah. yeah.
3: What about hands? I, I used to draw a lot. And I, hands you, are as hard
2: you, as faces. Hands, yeah. Yeah. Kind of. I just draw nubs. Yeah. yeah. There you go.
1: I just, I just give them wristbands. You do the Simpson of... route and do three fingers? Mm. What is it, four well, fingers? How hard is the
2: hand? I, the, the stick for the arm and a circle for the hand. Perfect. <laughs> there you go.
1: It, I know, yeah.
2: mm-hmm. what, what were your favorite moments of the con, gentlemen?
3: The whole thing. I loved it. You uh, out of it. I walked around. <laughs> I saw Stan Lee. No. You could don't not ahead. find a
1: single Funko. It
3: was oh, terrible. sad.
1: <laughs> the agony. Wait a sec. You found one for me.
3: <laughs> oh. Much appreciated, by the way. That, yeah. that,
2: this is proof again that uh, Maple Leaf Matt does not go on social media whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's called sarcasm, buddy.
1: Yeah, no, I Andy did a series of pictures of me in front of walls of Funkos, uh, okay. and I was looking okay. lost and like dis- in despair because I just couldn't find Funkos. Uh, so, okay. and and he caps it off with the third picture we took. This one booth, they made the walls of their in- their enclosing walls just funkles. yeah it was plastic encased so you couldn't steal it Uh, but their shelving was just backed by plastic and that's what was facing out so i just sat on the floor with my head in my hands in front of this wall that was huge and andy took a perfect angle where virtually no one else was there and it really (laughs) captured this desolate Empty. It was. It was. It was really cool. It was really great. It's it was a that, beautiful, beautiful story. It was a matter pictures. of timing, really. <laughs> <laughs> that was the booth where I found Emma Frost. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That guy had like uh, four or five of them. I like. I like dug through and found the best box for you. Oh, thank you. I took a picture, and I texted it to to Maple Leaf, and I'm like, "You still looking?" <laughs> and uh, about 20 minutes later, sorry, I was working. I couldn't. Yes. <laughs> so
2: I was like, I've left the con already, man. I'm yeah, done. Yeah.
1: Right. So uh Well
4: that's happened to me before. I've texted him because he was looking for the the Thanos uh fist bank and I was at the sorry? comic book store <laughs> <and> <laughs> it sounds really disgusting. That's <laughs> right. That's Who's right. not looking for you th- gotta put <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. so, a Thanos okay, fist bank. Put that in the fist bank bank. So Okay, so if I'm
5: doing the math right here.
3: No 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 no
4: no. You keep your no, shit No 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 no. But yeah, I was I was at the comic book store for like a half an hour. 20 minutes after I'd left the store, i get a message back from Matt. Yes, please, turn grab it. You turned <laughs> No, I was already <laughs> home. No, 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 no. I don't
5: need your $2.99 shit. So Kirsten opening bought the you box. that. So he's, he was up one, because he had that possession of it, but then he traded it for one that he you had
1: that was not uh, X-Men. No, 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 listen. So the net game. I, you know. I
3: subtracted one to Carson. He gave me one. I didn't go up. Uh, lady, up.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, in the audience. Just so you know, this is what it usually is like to talk to Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Lots so it's, of it's, pronouns, yeah. no antecedents, yep. <laughs> context <laughs> is shot to hell. It's a net <laughs> tie, then, right? No, no, no. no he's, he's, uh, what is a net tie? The Funko Count. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> Please continue. If I'm
3: doing the math right, you're up one. No, No, he no he's is. up one. Because okay. we so, traded. Right. Okay. So you're up so one. I, I was, was up one. He gave oh, me Jesus. one, and I gave one away. So <laughs> well, I didn't
5: go I up at
4: all. To, I have he. to clear any of these transfers before you make them, Andy.
5: Okay.
2: All right. What? Uh, Andy's got the Funko Box. So, Jeff, uh, Jeff is going to double check. I one, don't even know you anymore. You
5: want rare or classic? Oh, come on. a lot of the bad ones now. These are actually half-decent. I got
3: a coin in my pocket. Ah, do a coin flip. Going to two-face it. Excellent. Yes, but it's not a real coin because it's a Canadian quarter. Right. So, so I have like, one of those it's right heads over Heads or birds? No, it's a caribou. <laughs> it's a caribou. Heads or here's caribou? A, here's your
4: Canadian quarter. I got
3: one right here. Yeah, well,
2: he he, he he, it's maple leaf. He comes equipped. <laughs> what the hell was Wait, that? hell? Yeah, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> he flips
1: it, catches <laughs> it, and then sits no, there twirling it, it around <laughs> in his fingers. You haven't
5: told us which one is which. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we don't. No, I got it in my head. What is that? That's uh, some chick. Rare. (laughs) That's the queen. That is her Majesty the Queen. The the Queen does not look that young.
2: Oh, you can't. You can't
1: give him that. It's
0: pretty.
2: What? What? Tell me what? What this
4: is passing in front of my face? It's uh, Audrey Horn from Twin Peaks. Oh. I have no
3: idea, because I never watched Sun Peaks. <laughs> so, awesome. Thanks, Andy. All right. All right.
4: Yeah, I, that will go
5: great with now, your now, X-Men collection. We can Monty Hall it. We can, we can go. You can go for what's in the box. Let's do it. All, All right. Oh, I have no
4: idea who this is. The fuck is in the fucking box? <laughs> Jeff, yeah.
5: here. Catch. Catch. Yeah. All right. Ask him that one,
2: then. What do we have here? What do, do we have? You can't
4: give him that. He doesn't watch Battlestar Galactic the I classic did. series.
2: That's yeah. a classic Cole series. Way. Like, you... That's okay. a cool one.
1: That's one I would That's want. That's one that I, I was f-
2: going to keep. I have a feeling he knows more about that than Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. I do,
1: actually. Yeah.
3: Why is this one $1.99? I don't get it. I don't know either. Wow. <clears throat> Sorry.
5: But that was in the cheap bin. The, uh, the, the, the uh, Twin Peaks one was from the Jamie collection.
2: All right. So these last five minutes now make them even? Yes. yes. All right. Great. What did you enjoy at Comic-Con, <laughs> for God's sake? Uh, I went to
4: the Batman 66 panel. Ah, yeah. And that was awesome.
2: Uh, I think you went a little beyond the Batman 66 panel, sir. What did you do? So I bought the
4: the Batman 66 Ultimate Fan Weekend, or whatever the fuck they called it. I like uh,
2: that name. You can go with that. <laughs> uh,
4: basically, I got uh, priority seating at the panel. So I got to sit in the second row. Uh, Wait, got,
2: who got the first row?
4: Well, the first two rows were reserved. For, oh, okay, for celebrities. I was,
2: like, was like, "What kind of VIP are you if you got to be thrown the second row?"
4: Well, they were <laughs> the the organization and the panel room, the main stage was a little a uh, little off this year because mm-hmm. usually what they would do between panels is they would clear all, everybody out and then they would let the people with the VIP badges in first, and then people could the rest of the the crowd could you know first come first serve <sighs> catch chairs. Well they didn't clear everybody out from the first panel so you had one guy going up to the first it was technically the first four rows in each aisle and saying if you don't have vip badge you need to get get up and move and nobody caught up and moved so there were non-vips sitting in there and fortunately a couple of people did get up and move but for the most part people were just like oh I, i got my chair i'm staying here so are you vip no get out but uh, <laughs> how hard is that? After I, I know, but they weren't. They just weren't. uh That's weren't right. Pushing it,
2: stick it to the man, people. It's, it's, You've you, got it's your choice You hold on, on to it.
5: it. You got to imagine the comic con, the seventeen-year-old comic con volunteer. Oh, this is true, oh,
2: sir. I need you to move, sir.
3: <laughs> I have to call my manager. <laughs> uh,
4: so anyway, that squatter's
2: rights. You're good, guys.
4: I got right up at the front, got a good viewing spot. The panel originally was supposed to have Adam West, Burt Ward. Uh, Julie Newmar and Lee Merriweather. Did you get the Adam West rebate? <laughs> no, it's soon. Adam too <laughs> soon. Too <rebate>. uh, soon. <laughs> anyhow, wow. Uh, so the, the the panel became a tribute to Adam West. <laughs> You're writing that so. one
2: down, Torgo. The Adam West rebate. Come on. Oh God.
4: So, but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun listening to the stories and. Uh, you know I, I really had a good time and then um, the other part of the pass was I got priority into the line to get the autographs for the three of them so I took my uh, my Batman 66 uh, blu-ray set the collector edition one. And I had all three of them sign it. That's awesome. Cost a pretty penny, but I was like, you know, they're not going to be around much longer. So clearly, yeah. And you got
2: your photo with them.
4: And I got and that was also included. as I got the photo. I wow. wow. Didn't Thanks have to Angie. pay for the photo separately.
2: And it's, it's over dark and enjoying his own, yeah, really? the smell of his oh, own hey, farts. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> speaking, speaking of death, uh, the Babylon Five curse. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. I thought about it. Okay. And it's all actors and whatever dying well before their time, which is like half that. Count.
2: Half the cast died before their time, and the other half will die during
3: the books.
4: (laughs) Is is that how you knew? He's saying they died young. Yeah, not not they died before the time because when they go, that's their time. But yes, they 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 all died at a far too young age.
2: Circumstances?
3: No, no, like schizophrenia, uh, heart attack. You die of schizophrenia. You can.
2: Yeah,
1: actually,
4: you can. Okay, didn't know that. It's a progressive brain damage. It's much like Alzheimer's and right. Yeah, it makes sense. Come on, Andy, We'll Which point is, out. What's his name? Let's hear um, a joke.
1: <laughs> make with the funny
5: O'Hare there. Yeah, come on. I, after the Adam West thing, I don't think I'm upset. You're spinning. I'm set. I
1: don't. I don't, I don't need to resting on your laurels. <laughs> <laughs> and my hearties, <laughs> I did the heartless Adam West joke. I'm good. Actually, three of them were heart attacks. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, are you sure they were heart attacks?
4: Yes. <laughs> Not just an infection Not in the heart sac? No, no. Okay. <laughs> three, three of them Not too many cheese t- sticks? No, they, went to,
3: they had a Jeez. Babylon 5 meet and greet at Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> there's your went, curse.
1: They all went beyond the rim for all you Babylon 5 oh, fans yeah, out there. there yeah, there you go. I was but, asked uh, to go by the Beyond the Rim. I told her no. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: but, uh, yeah, the, the panel was awesome. Uh, getting to meet everybody was awesome, and... The floor was really well attended on Saturday. Apparently, it was Friday, too. I didn't get to go Friday, but mm. uh, several of the vendors told me they were ways. In fact, a couple of them told me that they didn't pack enough supplies because they had planned on the crowd that was last year, which was still... It's, it's slowly increased. This is the fifth year they've done Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con, so the attendance has slowly increased each year, but this year, I guess it was quite a bit more than the previous year. Well, Wizard
2: World treated their uh, vendors like crap. Yes. And I've heard that. I asked vendors about it this time around, and that's the story they all gave me. And this one, they love how they're treated by whoever's running this con. So whoever's running this con, kudos on you because Uh, it's it's growing, and the vendors are loving you. And if you make the vendors happy, the people will come. Right. So. And maximum, I know Maximum
4: come. Comics is like a big sponsor. That's why they had that <laughs> yeah, that giant area right at yeah. the front of the con. That's
2: why they have you know one fifteenth of the entire con floor. But uh, what's the, what's the fascinating? The Borg of
4: the Las Vegas Comic Con scene. <laughs> what's fascinating is some people were signing for free. Todd McFarlane was signing two items for free for people with admission.
3: That's so, great.
4: So you know, uh, you
3: went too, right? Yes, sir. Those are McFarlane's, right?
2: You're four of them right there? The uh, Freddy Cougar, no, Jason Vaughn? Oh. Those are not. I have a couple McFarlane's in my collection, but none of the uh, the the McFarlane's I used to have were stolen, so I don't have those anymore. Oh. All right. Oh, nice, of nice of you to bring that up, yeah.
1: Matt. Yeah. we had yeah. to bring up a painful memory. Talk about Adam memory. West now, Sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
4: but yeah, I mean, you know, the vendors were seemed pretty happy this year, other than, like I said, a few of them mentioned they didn't bring enough stuff with them, so they were, you know, taking people's names and addresses and offering to, to ship stuff to them. Last year at the Star Trek convention, they there's this company called Sunshades that have these little character sunglasses that you wear, and they intro'd last year the Spock, so it has the the little mop top hair to do with the pointed ears on the side and then one was a klingon forehead and uh i ran into the guy that runs the sunshades booth and he said i regret not bringing them this year because he said he brought all comic book characters so i had bought a couple from him and he actually gave me his card said contact me and i'll send you the uh the star trek ones for free because uh i had bought some there
3: listeners want to know was there any fidget spinners Yes, they were they all were. over the place
4: <laughs> okay. all range of prices. I saw some for as low as two dollars. I saw some for as much as fifteen dollars a, a lot of different of uh, different designs yeah,
2: yeah. So how was, how I, was how was the parking terrible <laughs> <laughs> it was not ample it was horrible uh,
3: well actually they, I, uh, there's
4: plenty of space to park if you park at the west parking lot, but no it's it's just nothing close. The West parking lot? It's South right across lot. the street. Oh, over the there. West.
5: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I ended up parking, the the Sky parking in the South parking lot, which meant you walk a long way and out of goddamn
4: 117,
5: Jeez. 118 it was, I think. That yeah, sounds about right. Long way
2: there, long oh. way back, lugging your wares. Because the, the West, The
4: West parking lot goes all the way from Paradise Road, oh, yeah. Here it is. almost yeah. up to Las Vegas yeah, so Boulevard. Yeah, it's the old
2: landmark property. This is what makes me yes. wet. Yeah. That sounds
1: like a lead <laughs> article in... Parking monthly. <laughs> parking does. enthusiast. Oh shit! Parking it, enthusiast. I,
5: uh, what the hell was I? I was
1: somewhere. Oh, oh, I was looking up something. Somewhere.
5: I was oh, somewhere. That's it was. I was. I had a gig. I had a gig at the Win, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if they pay, if this paid parking at the Win. So I'm like, I'm like on my way, and I like flip through looking for you know, like, Google parking and Win, and there was a whole article about the parking in the Win. like straight out of Parking Enthusiast magazine. <laughs> Somebody's and actually the author, out there writing. Eighties Jeff. Yeah, uh, I did not. Like...
4: <laughs> I did not.
2: No. Did you not write it under
1: your own name? I did nothing to do with it. Oh, okay. Different name. He's never Jeff. been to the win. Well, I know no. what
2: Jeff liked. What, what did you like, Hey.
1: Uh, I like joining my friends. Mm-hmm. So thank you, guys. I actually had a no problem. car issue. And I won't go into the details because it makes me look stupid. <laughs> but um, I ended up having to go home, and Andy was contacted... In a most forceful manner, I guess.
5: No, I was actually.
4: I was. I, I had, call, not, I I had just not called gone him yet. Okay, call. Was, I just
1: called him. I asked there you go. his status. That's, that's and... what I'm talking about. Forceful. He called, <laughs> as opposed to texting, <laughs> because Andy has this. <laughs> that was... Andy, I'll, I'll plug this for you, Andy. Sure. Andy has a safety feature that prevents him from getting texted while on the road. It's true. It's so, awesome. But you it. can call him. No, I'm just, it's yeah. hands free. I, I, I even said,
4: I was like, just call Andy. He's not here yet. And he's like, he's not receiving texts. So I'm yeah, like,
1: because I was doing a group text with yeah. our little Comic Con group. Yeah. And in addition to you guys responding, I was getting this, I am driving right now, auto reply mm-hmm. from Andy. So I was like, he's, he's driving, he's not getting texts. So I just drove home in a fury because I couldn't park my car publicly. And an hour later, Andy shows up, picks me up, and takes me over there. It's what so I do. I, well, yes, it is. Andy the hero to the rescue. <laughs> well, Andy you, you and need I... to color your car white, make it into a white knight's charger. It's enough dust on it; it's almost white. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, Andy and I worked it out on the phone, and then yeah. uh, so I finally got yeah. to
1: join the gang. Um, yeah, we parked in the the far away lot. Hey guys, great story. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> teamwork. Hey. hey, teamwork makes the dream work. But um, no, it's glorious. I'm glad. Yep, you Yeah, I been. saw. Uh, I ran into, we ran into um, our Bonnie Gordon from the Quest and Library Bards. She was there, the, she was there with Xander, the uh, King of the Geeks. Did he win that? I don't know. He did not win it. Okay, no. he, uh, he was on run, the show, but the runner-up of the Geeks, and um, they were they were performing as the Library Bards, and they uh, also were uh, promoting their stuff. So it was nice to see Bonnie again. Um, only really get to see her when she flies into Vegas for one of these shindigs, she an LA person? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, she's in LA now. Right. She, you know, yeah. She she's actually from Louisiana, I believe. So, I'm just thinking for, I'm
5: just thinking for future Vegas Valley comic festivals for the music thing. I mean, might oh,
1: get them in. Abs, you know, you yeah, yeah. actually that's an idea. Yeah. Um so then I looked for Funkos, had fun there. We looked at the art, you know. I kept whispering to Andy, "You can do better than this." <laughs> and um, uh, it was fun. It was it, especially the cosplay, that Hawkman and Hawk Woman.
5: Well, mm. did you see them when they lit up the uh, maces? Do they light up the maces when you're around? Uh, no. Oh, they, they, they were made of clear plexiglass or fogged plexiglass. Oh, and they had wow. lights inside them.
1: Nice. <clears throat> do the they light up in the actual comics? I don't know. Well, uh, uh, Hawk Woman has that electrically charged mace, the energy mace. Okay. Zzz, zzz, you know, at least in the cartoon. Because Hawkeye or um, whatever. Hell, he even has one of the... Just guy.
2: Hawk, <laughs> Hawkeye.
4: Hawkeye. <laughs> Hawkeye. Hawkeye. He's got a bow Hawkeye. and arrows. Even one of the <laughs> professional artists was trying to convince Andy he needs to go freelance and do what he does. Oh, yeah, Daryl yeah. Skelton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. Done, um, he's done he Trek, actually, yeah, he's done Star Trek, Next Generation. He's done was it a couple IDW titles, right? Yeah, uh, I, I, that's uh, I bought you. The yeah, car, yeah, car for you. Yeah. Right? yeah, he's he's done several things and says he makes decent money at the uh, the freelance, and he doesn't really have so to worry about. When
3: you make it, Andy, hmm? when you make it, don't forget the little guy that ah, said no you prob- could do it. Not. Okay? <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> not don't forget the the, the oh, asshole BK? who yeah. kept I'm, rubbing I'm, things in your face. Point K for all the people you know listening.
5: So I. I went Saturday, and it was great, and I was just walked around with these guys and you guys and just uh, saw stuff and made fun of the Funkos and all that kind of great stuff. How dare you? And I had an incredibly, stupidly busy day Saturday. Uh, I went over to Hammergren's house in the morning to see the last bits of the auction, and then I had another thing I had to do over to another. I went to another convention for another story, and then that's why I was coming running late to the con, because I was running from that other con convention. Uh, and then uh, I picked up Kay, went over there, and then I had to leave at four, leave like five ish, 5.30. Yeah, it was about five. And then ran off to busk at night. And then while I was busking, uh, some people came in who had passes for the whole weekend but were leaving. So they basically paid for the caricature with two passes. So I had two VIP passes for Sunday. So I took uh, Celestia, well, we've talked about Celestia a few times, uh, mm-hmm. another character artist. And I went back again, and it was a much more weirdly professional day where I was, like, talking to all the comic creators and, like, you know, working out. I I bought a piece of original art with you guys. I bought a piece of uh, artwork, and then I went back that guy. was talking to him about it, and he was talking about the tools he uses, and he just handed me – and he was talking about the fountain pen brushes. I'm like, yeah. I tried using them, but the ink was terrible, and it was you know it just smeared all over the place. Because that's why I mixed my own ink here. And he handed me what? He handed me one of his brush his brush fountain pens with his mix of ink in it. Oh wow! Oh,
1: so he didn't give you the recipe, did he?
5: Uh, he'll give it to me, I'm sure. Yeah. He actually he said it offhand quickly, but I'm like, mm. nah, it didn't sink in. But I'll ask him. But it's it's like, like, if it r- works me, r- I'll do r- it. blood r- of
1: two virgins.
5: Yes.
3: <laughs> I
1: go out to the sea, I, I get walk, squid, it and, and I milk Las it. Vegas. Well, you laugh, but <laughs> yeah. they did milk to the mix squid.
4: cow's blood into certain inks so that it wouldn't... No uh, oh, so way. And kiss run. blood. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I just went around. The, the second
5: day was like much more schmoozing and talking to professionals than the first day I was being a fan.
1: That's terrific. I, I I made the the creepy joke about the uh, body paint, but I will say, oh, it's amazing. Hats off. Yeah. Because first of all, the the painting itself is damn good. I mean, it really you. It's funny because you really do have to perv out and stare to go. Yeah, that's body paint. That's not yeah. a tight, yep. That's that's real. And not to mention, it's not easy to do it
4: do like sharp features on the body because the, he's tried he knows you me. know yeah <laughs> the body is like a moving canvas so i mean you know everything's sliding around wow do it right jeff holy so <laughs> crap. so but these guys did an amazing job
1: and plus it's like there isn't a whole lot left to the imagination no no and that is some bold bold you have to have Balls. Sure. Yeah, it's hard nas- to hide with body paint. Sure. Yeah, and my
2: natural inclination is to go, "Oh, that's body paint." Oh, look away.
1: That's yeah, right. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's not why they're there.
5: Boy, that's uh, one of the joys of being an artist. I, I stared like a motherfucker. <laughs> oh, <laughs> of course I <you> did. I <laughs> actually walked up and said, "It's okay. I'm an artist." <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I actually said, "Is that Robin? Is that Robin's working that No. I'm like, "Oh, really? Wow!" And then and then they walked. Some Batman up. and Robin. Somebody. Robin, Robin Selenina, who works. uh oh. Jimmy Selenina's.
1: Wife These are people who do body paint?
5: Jimmy is Jimmy is a Cirque actor. He's the guy who did the um in uh last year's uh um Scoop Fest, he was the guy that did the May May act with the inflatable doll. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, his wife is one of the judges on skin wars. So she has a body painting company here in town and does Ooh. amazing work. <clears throat> so that's why I assumed it was her and it wasn't. So it was somebody who was doing stuff that could be mistaken for Robin's work, so there's Several really good artists here in town. Terrific, yeah. It's, body painters. Yeah.
1: It's it's it really is amazing. It's just like holy crap. I mean, you know, I'm not a chick, so it's already I'm not going to do it. But I wouldn't do it anyway because my god, that I'll paint bold. you up, Kay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know, Jeff. Jeff, he can do sharp edges, yeah. Yeah. so I'm thinking. <laughs> Never claimed I could. <laughs> poet of the poet of the couch. Yeah, but you're you're
3: more you're more round
1: and how <laughs> there's a lot of
4: yeah i got curves <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I'm, and i'm surprised he hasn't mentioned it yet what but mm-hmm. uh sunday night andy went to millennium fandom bar That's true. and i joined oh. him so i have now been to that millennium was your fandom. first Holy time there first crap. time
1: i've been there yes. andy busting someone else's cherry damn straight
2: <laughs> and now, we put five minute dungeon bar oh nice yeah jeff what'd you think of five minute dungeon it's
4: very interesting. It's it goes by so quickly. You really have to 5 minutes? Well, I mean, like especially like when you're <laughs> when certain cards go down and you have to draw like five cards and then another two cards, etc. You really have to kind of know what's in your hand and it's hard to do because you're you're, you know, you're battling the creature at the same time or the human or the obstacle at the same time that you're trying to see what you have in your deck. Usually so. usually you take things out pretty quickly, but when you get to one a card that gets you stuck, the panic is real. Yeah, mm. we had several times where like we couldn't find one runner to save our lives, and we needed like three. Mm. So yeah, wow. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Nice. It's very fast paced. Fun.
3: Um, going back to the art that's at these cons, are they expensive? Like, what's the price range? I, the I piece
5: I bought some... was incredibly underpriced. Yes, it was twenty bucks, and it is
2: as fine as any artwork I've ever seen in a comic. And it was it was comic artwork. Yeah. Most most of those, I mean. Uh, skeleton, you brought him up. You can get uh, one of his pieces for 100 $150. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but that's kind of where it starts. I mean, yeah.
4: it, it's, it's hard to say because a lot of them set their own prices. Uh, Andy's absolutely right. Sometimes people undervalue their artwork, and the, the opposite happens too. Some people overvalue it. So, I mean... Occasionally, you can haggle with them a little bit, and you know, come to a, an agreement. Or sometimes, what you can do is get multiple um, pieces of artwork in a package deal, and they'll knock you know fifty, seventy five dollars off. So, just like I said, it
2: depends on the individual. One thing you can always expect is if there is a prominent character, like if it's a, like Daredevil is prominently in that center of peace, mm-hmm. you will pay more. Yeah. If there's no identifiable characters, it's kind of just like a a, a setup. Environmental piece, you'll pay less. Years ago, and you'll never see this now, because this is, but this is you know, this is probably 20
5: years ago. I was at San Diego, and there was a box you know, full of artwork, and it was all five bucks a piece. Right. And, I, and I bought like 40 bucks, 40, Jeez. 50 bucks worth of... And it was all cranked out stuff. It was all stuff by Philippine artists, but it was all stuff from war comics and horror comics from the 70s. Wow. And all these guys are amazing artists that were just cranking this stuff out there. And I've I've been I've pulled them out every now and then and steal techniques from. Them. There's a couple really interesting techniques they use that I hadn't realized how it was done until I had the original artwork in my hand. That's interesting. Yeah.
3: I'm has, looking at buying has, some. I want to. I think I'm going to buy some.
1: Has anyone ever done a story on that Philippine art house? Because like Marvel used that in the '70s, didn't they? But yeah. there were a lot of artists that. I mean. Yeah. And that was like in the Philippines, right? They, yeah. It was like scripts were sent there. They did their thing, it came back, or however they – if they did it in the Marvel style, I don't know. but I don't know if anybody's done
5: anything on the whole group, but I know that um, Phil Yee, um, who uh, does uh, Cartoonists Across America, he sort of mixes his comics with uh, literacy uh, charity stuff. Um, one year at Comic-Con, he was pushing a book by one of those Philippine guys. It was a, it was a biography of him. He was very excited about pushing this biography of him, and he had the guy there. Then one of the astronauts was there, and somebody interviewed his artist about the astronauts, and he went into his, well, I don't think we actually went to the moon. And he's like, great, now I'm selling, you know, instead of selling, you know, a biography of a comic genius, I'm selling biography of a nut.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I got what I came for when I went there. I wanted to meet Jerry Conway. He's the... Uh, Marvel writer and DC writer uh, who co-created The Punisher, wrote the first uh, Punisher appearance in Spider-Man, the guy who killed Gwen Stacy. Oh, yeah. yeah, That's right. That was him, wasn't it? Yes. And so I I had him autograph a piece of uh, art that I bought there, and so meeting him was was fantastic. At at that point, I was like, I've I've seen all I need to see, and then I realized that Sandy King Carpenter was there. Oh. It was, uh, you know, John Carpenter. She's worked with him in about all of his movies and they started a comic book company together Mm -hmm. and so she was there and she had with her pre-signed john carpenter items uh, because she also writes on the comics pre-signed yeah almost like you said free signed i know that wasn't the case uh no they but they didn't cost much i will say that Mm -hmm. so i i dropped a huge load of cash to Mm -hmm. get a whole bunch of john carpenter stuff and she signed it as well and the comics look kind of interesting, too. I yeah, one is a, uh, a Halloween short story anthology. Uh, he's got two volumes of that. And then another one of uh, more of like a fallen angel kind of story. But uh, And there's a space one coming up that I, I didn't quite catch the name of. A lot of that... Jumped out of my head because I was so excited.
5: And you you joke joke about seeing Stanley, but Stanley was there, yes. despite the fact that his last convention was eight or nine conventions ago. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> I love that. It's like he's <laughs> like this is my final convention, and then he right. does like eight more. <laughs> so I, I stood at the back of the crowd for a while and watched him and Todd McFarlane. He was actually talking about the how he created Spider Man, and I posted a picture because you don't have social media. Apparently, I, I do. Po- I just don't go on it. I posted a picture of. of uh, Todd listening to Stanley explain how Spider-Man was created, and in the foreground, sitting
4: way in the back, right in front of me, is a guy in a Spider-Man costume.
0: Nice. <laughs> yeah, and yeah the, I
4: wish I'd have got to see that panel because uh, it, 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 there was so much going on. I was hanging out with people that day, and the, bit I, the crowd was so huge over at that to get into that panel, and I was just like, I really don't want to wade through. It was a little weird, weird too at that at the back where we were. That's why I didn't stay there long because it was just too annoying.
5: Because, you know, we, we walk behind the crowd and we're in, you know, the ushers like, oh, you can't be here. You have to be in the middle. Okay. So yep. we move to the middle and then we get in the middle. And like, oh, you can't be here. I have to be over that way. And like, apparently it was like a four foot place we could be in. Right. And it's like, <laughs> no. So, uh, but, but I, what I heard was basically him reciting this stuff from his, uh, the, uh, the uh, origin books he did in the 70s. Yeah. A
4: lot of it depends on who's asking, like when they open the crowd up to q and I, I hate to say it, but many people ask the exact same questions. Sure. And and yeah, the guy's 94. Something like that, yeah. You know, he is prone to telling some of the same stories, but he is also working still. So if you ask him about his more recent stuff, right. he'll be happy to tell you. But I, I will s- say definitely if anybody ever gets out there gets a chance, listen to Stan Lee talk because you will never hear a more positive proponent of comic books, and that whole genre, even the movies. He's he's mm-hmm. proud of all of those movies. Just you know what little he's you know. And sometimes he'll minimize. It's like what little part I played in getting this done or that done. You know, and just I'm they're doing a great job, and I'm thrilled to see it. You know, he's just he's such a positive voice for the the medium
2: that uh, he's definitely well worth listening to. Uh, my favorite part of going to any con. Is skirting the outside, the the small artist booths mm-hmm. yes. to find the new finds, and there, there's two I want to share with everybody. Yeah. Uh, one is a webcomic, so you can go there right now. It's called Collectors, and it's by Eddie De DeGelini. I'm going to spell it. I think it. it's DeGallo. DeGallo. De DeGallo. D e a n g e l i n i. Oh yeah uh, I, I talked to him. D'Angelini. D- G- D- Angeli- D- D- G- yeah, that sounds right. That sounds correct. Eddie D'Angelini. Is uh, that issue one? That is
5: issue one. He was out of issue one by the time I got there. I bought issue two and three.
2: Nice. And it's a web comic that he created about being a collector and his wife's reaction to comic book collecting, and so it's a domestic joy of co- of collecting. I've read a few of those
4: online.
3: That's his wife. Uh, yes. Okay.
5: And he owns a comic shop in Santa Monica. Nice. That
2: I didn't know. Yeah. And, and the other find, this gentleman named uh, Cameron Robique, R-O-U-B-I-Q-U-E. Uh, this guy writes hor- 80s-style horror slasher novels. Oh, nice. Mm. But he does all the cover art as well, and he does all the binding himself. Wow. He's wow. a one-man book publishing machine. <laughs>
4: He's a one-man wrecking crew. He's
2: released two books, uh, Kill River and Disco Death Trap. He's working <laughs> on Kill River 2. Uh, the... He had the art on display. Stop! There. You had me at Disco Deathtrap. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the the art, the cover art, is just beautiful 80s style Man. horror movie schlock. And he knows what he's writing. I don't know if these books are good or not. I will find out once I read them. Uh, but his passion <laughs> got River. me excited. And yeah, judging a book by its cover. Oh, I judged the hell out of that one and then loved it. That's great. So those are my, my two finds <laughs> near the end.
5: Uh, when Slash and I were, we were walking around, there was a big banner that said "Penguins versus Possums," and I pointed it out, and she's like, "Well, I guess that proves that you know we're out
4: of good ideas." Like, what
5: do you mean, "Penguins versus Possums" is here? There's plenty of ideas left. <laughs> That's right. It's just you're no no. <clears throat> she, she, you just she. have
4: to be out there enough to give it a try. Yeah, it's like I don't think anybody will ever buy that. No, you're censoring yourself. Mm-hmm. Try it. See if people will buy it.
3: I mean. There's a market for everything.
4: Now I mean, we hell, I, there was the Too Much Coffee Man at, uh, at <laughs> the much? San Diego coffee con, Comic-Con. Coffee coffee con, con. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably there, too. San no. Diego Comic-Con for like nigh on a decade, and he sells stuff. So He is hey. very big now. He drives yeah. for New Yorker. Yeah. He's, okay, I, no I didn't win. know that he had yeah. broken there off. Have but been,
5: there have been Too Much Coffee Man operas
4: that have been performed.
5: <laughs> yeah, so that's what yeah. I'm
4: saying. Like yeah. I remember some of the early days when I... You know, started going to Comic Con. He was pretty small, so yeah, yeah. it's 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 yeah. there Apple for the portal. taking. Might be Shannon Wheeler, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah,
5: he's a friend of mine. Well, friend of mine, but he's also a friend of mine on Facebook, mm-hmm. and it's cool being a friend of him on Facebook because he posts uh, rejected New Yorker cartoons on his Facebook. Oh, how funny! Oh,
1: nice, yeah.
2: A little letter from Elizabeth, oh, yeah. a physical oh. mail, nothing fancy. But when I decided to make a magnet of Bunny Boy Ace's fantastic illustration of Geek Shock cart, I Mm. thought you might like one for yourself. Thanks, as always, all the geeky goodness you share every week. Elizabeth. So, Elizabeth, thank you so much. Look at these. What do we got? A couple of Geek Shock magnets based on Ace's wonderful artwork. Excellent. All oh right. how cute! Uh, enough to go around.
5: Oh my gosh! Oh wow, that's cool. Oh, it's
2: the cart. Oh, carts. The, the 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 Mario the Kart, Mario Kart stuff, yeah. one, Geek Kart. Excellent. So thank you so much, Liz. But I was not expecting something this wonderful. Wow,
3: that is cool. That is really neat. Uh, the beaver.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe it was otter, and I'm like, no, it's a beaver. Yeah, it's
3: you, yeah. Mister. No. It's you. Yeah. I was <laughs> thinking it was you for an otter, but it's me. Well,
1: it's great. I love that because you've got the you've got the Canadian maple leaf, but you're holding cap shield. Yeah. Mm. So. And it's a, oh and speaking of otters
3: freddy slasher glove look at you <laughs> well, yeah of
2: course speaking of otters your otter was at millennium fandom bar too jeff sent me a picture yes. i know does that, that i assume that was jamie bit there yep the otter that that's luckily got to throw, go through the fun house of my youth yep that's fantastic wow she said oh i have another one i can get a
4: picture with the otter puppet so, <laughs> is that what it is so yeah that's why i have the picture with the otter puppet
3: awesome 80s, I think you the got the best one is. here. You got the Nintendo glove. Look at
4: that. Yeah, mm. I've got. Yeah, you know, the the picture has me with the power, the Nintendo Power Glove, uh, gizmo in the back of a DeLorean, and I'm wearing uh the Marty McFly outfit, and then the the old uh, uh, horizontal blind shades. Yeah, we, and, uh, we, we,
1: it's easy to tell who uh, Ace's favorite uh, <laughs> geek shock uh, guy is.
4: Me,
5: I got the I got the pony costume.
1: Yeah, that it and it, I really love the touch of you being in the Fred Flintstone car. Right, that's a deep cut <laughs> yeah, right there. Is. Yeah, it is. <clears throat>
2: that's There's great. a lot of thought put into this. So thank you, Elizabeth, and again thank you, Ace, for thank you, the guys. artwork
4: itself. Right, I still love is yeah, I, that Kirsten on the uh, the
1: bouncy ball? <laughs> uh, that's a Tie Fighter oh, bouncy okay. ball. I, I <laughs> although is I don't. I mean, it's a Tie Fighter. I don't. Bouncy ball. When look, have I ever made a bouncy ball? Like, it looks ball like joke? one of
4: those bouncy balls from like a the hoppity Hop. The eighties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When have I made
1: a hop? I. When I, have don't I don't know. I, don't know. I, I don't think know. is he riding a Death Star? <clears throat> is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I take that as a Tie Fighter. Yeah. Uh, so, but I like the idea of being a
4: Tie Fighter. <clears throat> hoppity Hop.
1: And he's wearing you a, a Tie Fighter. <laughs> he's wearing hop a blue hat.
4: Star Trek outfit. I yeah. think yeah. that's
2: exactly what it is. And Christian, let's face it, you'd be absolutely adorable on a hoppity Hop. <laughs>
5: <coughs> Encourage him and Until Torga. he hurts himself <laughs> They'll be him. like God damn it I hurt myself on this Bouncy
1: ball no, really. And then we laugh
2: What else you do this week Geeky besides Go to an awesome con In a and d game Oh after yeah After
1: years of collecting Dust on a shelf And unfortunately Torgo You weren't there for it Sorry But I broke out sorry. The Shuggoth That Andy had sculpted Like Dude, was that like a decade ago? Probably, it was a yeah. a long time ago. Wow. When he was doing his little uh, uh, you, uh, archaeological... Ar- artifacts of the... Artifacts. artifacts. The, uh, yeah. yeah, uh Exhibit thing. He did a test Shoggoth sculpt, and uh, he gave it to me. He's like, you got to use this in a game someday. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And uh, and then you did. Yep. Yes. So did yep. they
2: meet an actual Shoggoth, or was it representing something else?
1: Uh, uh, at the D&D... Shogoth is a gibbering mouther. Okay, so, but this one had the mouths, eyes, anuses. Mm. Yeah, there was so, two anuses. I noticed at least two. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's a busy the, creature. Yep, and the, and the guys were terrified of it. It was cool. It, oh, it, it yeah. actually was. Uh, uh, it was it was thirty times the size of any of our figs. Uh, that yeah, would be terrifying. It was huge.
3: I yeah. mean, I was praying to
1: it. No. <laughs> that was hilarious. I just set it down, and Matt's instantly like, "Oh great lord!" <laughs> and it was it was really funny because if he had actually seriously done that, I might have run with it, and it'd be yeah. like it attacked everyone but him. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fun. I brought these sacrifices. Yes, exactly. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that just would have been so freaking uh, hilarious. Oh. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, that was a good session because I kept beating everybody to within an inch of their life. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, uh, Matt, you got down to two fails on your uh, yep. on your death saves. And my wife, who's also in the party, was like, I loot the body. I
3: know. <laughs> like,
1: uh, I'm failing my death saves. I still loot the body. we yeah. will get to you. I was I, like, oh, my. <laughs> I look around, and I'm like, okay. It's a Matt, make a death save. Oh, I failed again. I got one more. And I go, okay, uh, anyone? And Paulette's like, I loot the bodies. And Matt's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Andy's like, I'm unconscious. I can't help you. <laughs> it, it, oh, it was funny. Although I was making my rules. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Andy, Andy fricking stabilized fired. himself. You want to talk about independent. That's right. Even unconscious. I'm on top of it. <laughs> uh, 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 Andy is exactly what Republicans want in an American. Mm. <laughs> physician heal thyself mm-hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> I actually went home after that game and started
3: looking up old Neverwinter Nights footage because the D&D game from back in the what was it the early 2000s I think it was footage yeah for, it was a video game a PC game okay from like early 2000s I think that they made it the final copy of it was made like 2012 I want to say Neverwinter Nights 2 was like an expansion pack but it comes with like a tool set you can build your own I'm thinking I'm going to pick that up Oh, nice. nice. Yeah.
2: Mm. All right. Part of the Baldur's Gate set of yeah, still, games.
1: Yeah. That was fun. We man, Andy and I, uh, when I got the Baldur's Gate for Xbox, we played the Ever Living yeah, we, we finished it, didn't we? A couple times.
3: Yeah. We I've did. actually played that too. It's a good, yeah, series. Yeah.
2: Well, Shock Monkeys of a certain disposition will be huh? happy to know that I've started playing the Friday the Thirteenth game yeah, on excellent. the PlayStation Four. Oh. That disposition. Oh, yeah. Do so you know what's funny about that game? What's
3: funny about that game? When you jump through the window, it's like whoop! <laughs> like they just fly through. At like I don't know, the physics is wrong. But <laughs> is this the one where there's like fear levels where
5: they yes. can smell your fear? The they can smell your fear.
2: It's if, know, if you break it down to a basic level, it is high concept hide and seek. Okay. So one player is Jason. Everybody else is playing camp counselors. The counselors are working together or not, depending who you're playing with. Uh, to escape the map. Mm-hmm. And the map is varying maps based on different Friday the 13th. Okay. So you can <laughs> repair and drive the car out with the group. You can radio the police and they come. You run to the police and they protect you. You can wait out the 15 minutes and hide from Jason that entire time.
4: <laughs> I'm sorry, you made me think of the zero punctuation on Friday the 13th where he's talking about the maps. He's like, you can either play at the the camp on the east side of the <laughs> riverbank or the camp on the west side of the riverbank or the camp on the other side that looks exactly like the camp on the other.
2: Yeah, they're just they're just restructured camps. Yeah. Everyone but you know what? Not entirely true because when they did uh, uh, Higgins Haven, which I believe is the one from the 3rd, uh, Friday the 13th, they recreated that house in its entirety. Wow. wow. So they, if you are in the know of Friday the 13th, they nailed this as far as design goes. But you try to escape. You have 15 minutes to do it. And in the meantime, one person is playing Jason. Of course, Jason is intentionally overpowered. The game is meant for Jason to win. So if you survive, you've done a good job.
3: Unless you're, um, what's it called, Tommy? He's got the shotgun? Now, that? that's
2: one of the things you can do. You can call for help on the radio. You can fix that, get that set. If you do that, one of the dead players gets to come back as Tommy Jarvis, the, the Jason Slayer, if yeah. you will. Uh, and that becomes uh, the most powerful of the counselor characters, uh, but still nowhere near as powerful as Jason is. Mm. You, get, you come back with a, a shotgun that has one shot and does massive damage, um, but apparently you can kill Jason, but that's really, really hard to do. Probably not your best course of action. Mm. You can stun him to get away. What I really enjoy about this game is as a counselor because I haven't even played as Jason yet. Every time I've played it as a counselor, and I've enjoyed almost every I'm single amazed. time. I'm amazed.
1: You're not the guy who's going around killing all the other players. <laughs> really?
2: He's probably
4: betraying the other players. He right. was doing own no eye. such thing. He trips them. <laughs> no he... such
2: thing. But based on what you are doing and how you're doing it, your counselor becomes more and more afraid. And like if you're wandering through the woods, you have a flashlight on you, it makes it easier for you to be found. Uh, but if you're not using a flashlight in the woods, you become more afraid.
3: You ever been in the woods uh, when pitch black? Yes. Oh, yes. No joke.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so if, if you're in no a place and, and Jason has cut the power while you're in there, you, you're afraid come you become a body that makes you more afraid. Uh, a lot of different things can scare you, and a lot of things can uh, calm your fear. And count, each counselor has its own set of stats, so some become afraid quicker than others. The more afraid you are, the more Jason can see you is what it comes down to. So you have to manage your fear level through the whole thing. And there's, it's beautifully complex under the hood. Nice. And I will say, when everybody is playing it right, it is so much fun. Then again, you in-game get In-game chat, right? They the, get in-game chat? There is that? in-game chat, okay, and, yeah, but you can only fun. hear people that you are next to or okay. close to. Well, and cool. if Jason is close to you, he can hear you as well. So if he hears you, he knows you're close. Wow. Or you can come across a walkie-talkie, and anybody who has a walkie-talkie, you can hear each other.
1: Nice.
2: Uh, and, of course, well, once neat. again, if All Jason is near you and he's with somebody with a walkie-talkie, he can hear both sides of the conversation. Uh, They've thought of a lot of things wow. with this. Nice. But where were you going? You were going somewhere. Yes. Uh, I did come across the game, and I'm like, fuck these people. I'm ah. out. Because <laughs> I, I went into Because <laughs> huh. one of the things that keeps your fear level down is staying together. If you're with other counselors, if you're not alone— that helps keep you from, from being afraid. So, I'm going into a building with another counselor. The counselor comes after me with the machete. I'm like, why are you doing this? At first I thought you'd do it as a mistake, so I, like, so I jumped out of the window, and I'm like, I'm like going back in, and I walked back in, boom, he's there. Right wait, there wait, me.
1: wait, when you jumped out the window, were you all... Oh yeah, just okay. like he said, uh, okay,
3: absolutely. Right. Like, you ever go to the okay. wharf like in New York or Seattle, and you see those fishmongers like, throwing the fish like to each other to get to your plate? It's okay. like that. Place. Yes. There we go. Okay. So just imagine that. I, going through a window. All right. It's so funny.
2: Now, here, here's the thing. If you want to go back into Friday the 13 if you want to go deep cuts, almost every single window jump was through a catapult as far as how the stunts were done. Okay. So it would make sense for the fishmonger throw. Boom. <laughs> Machete drop. <laughs>
1: Machete drop.
2: So comes after you again. So the guy comes after me again. So I'm like, fuck you. I'm out. And so, eventually in that game, I die. And when you die, you can then watch the game through the surviving players. You can't watch through Jason, but you can watch through a set of cameras over the, over various points of the camp, or you can watch the other players play. So, you know, I'm watching other players play, and I'm watching this one guy, and Jason just kind of hanging around him. He's the guy's just dicking off, and Jason apparently is all dicking off, so nobody's playing the goddamn game. They're just beating each other, with, uh, each other up with knives, except for the guys playing Jason, who's, I don't know. Trying to figure out the controls. Uh, what? Trying to figure out the controls. Did you, did you turn your mic off? I
0: didn't.
2: You did. Apparently I did somehow. Yes, you did.
1: Good job. <laughs>
0: wow.
1: Somehow I turned my mic off.
2: Now no, here's the biggest problem that I have with Friday the 13th, the game. And that problem is, once I've played it for about an hour and a half... I really want to watch Friday the 13th. <laughs> so, I am now up to Friday the 13th, uh wow. about to begin part eight, part 6. And not only have I been rewatching all of these because just seeing the callbacks that the designers did for this game is impressive, but I've been watching them and then rewatching them with commentary. And so, yeah, yeah I'm just having a nice little Friday the 13th journey this weekend. It's been it's been great.
1: You know, you're nice. reminding me ...of my days right after college when I worked in a video game store. Mmm. Uh, and...
5: <laughs> <fun>. What Mmm. The- <laughs> video game store. I didn't know about that one. So like, tasty. That sounds fun. Uh,
1: it was... Yeah, it was a couple months. It was fun. The One of the things that was fun is some kids... Uh, and we're a local uh, store in Evanston, Illinois. So people know everybody by their first name and stuff. And there's these group of kids rented all of the Friday the 13th movies that had come out until that time. And they apparently had a big Friday the 13th party and they composed a giant, uh, what we would call today, spreadsheet where they did the whole, they composed the whole, oops, I tripped on my shoelaces, and number uh, of times that happened in each movie. Oh, wow. And the number of times, you know, uh, the, 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 the the worst slut got it first, and the number <laughs> of times. And they, they came up with a whole range of categories. And it was really funny because they brought it into us. They made
5: a trope map.
1: Uh, the, the following <laughs> Monday and they were like this is and they were just showing us all the tallies and statistics for everything that happened through the movies and oh, it was wow. really hysterical. Oh. It was really 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 funny. And that was like the only time What what I, what year was this? This was 89 going into 90. Oh wow,
2: so this is this is the internet before the internet then. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I mean, this is how they did it in the old days. <laughs> that you know, they they got they, together in
2: one room. Everyone is doing what they're doing now. They just don't have anywhere to post it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: So, but it was it was really hilarious. And it's, it, it, it's like the only time I myself have ever really appreciated Friday the 13th. I'm not big on slasher or splatter punk. So it's I mean, just like, mm. but but that, did because the, the kids were just loving talking about it. And enjoying going over what uh, the
2: movies. And that was fun, actually. Well, wow. yeah. Going in, in order. Just just watching that series, quote unquote, grow. Um, it, it's fun to... <laughs> <culminates> to <laughs> in space. It, it's fun yeah, to yeah. do. And, and don't poo-poo Jason X. That is one of the best in the series. Jason, yeah. that, oh, X that's cool. like, that's agree, like one I'll that agree, I'm yeah.
1: honestly interested in. That one sounds interesting. Jason X is so much fun. It's, it's yeah, so It's ridiculous. good, good. actually. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. You need to borrow my copy. You need to watch it. Hmm. But yeah, so... Uh, I'll probably let uh, the monkeys know when I have some time to spare, and I'm going to dive deep into Friday the Thirteenth. If anyone wants to join in, we'll set up a private game. Probably something just, they'll
5: post on Shock Monkey's ooh, Lair. Or I'll something. probably ooh.
2: yeah, I'll throw it on Shock Monkey's yeah. Lair because that seems to be where people see things the fastest. Mm-hmm. And I'll throw it up on Twitter too, just like in case. our old
1: mines Minecraft
2: server. Yeah, yeah. and we'll uh, and we'll uh, have fun killing each other and escaping each other. It'll be great. There you cool.
1: Go. I. Uh,
5: Busted out the new Pokemon Go that you know they updated the uh, they updated the
2: um, <laughs> gyms. How is how is the they've updated the gyms? I assume they assume they made it better. Yes. What's better about before
5: it? before this the the gyms could hold up to ten Pokemon and you'd end up fighting like the same Pokemon over and over because they the uh, the they just just post the most powerful ones in there. Now you can only have six in there. And you can only have one of each kind. And there's actually a life bar. You can see him wearing down. So ah. you can actually go through the, the fights instead of being. It, it used to be a take like, like a level seven gym down. That's like, a, that's like 45 minutes of second in a parking lot tapping on your goddamn phone. <laughs> it's, it's still a pain in the ass like that. It's because, a, I'll
2: just, I don't hear better yet.
5: But it's not 10 minutes. Now it's like down to five or 10 minutes to be the gym. Great. Half yeah. the time. Yeah, forty minutes to ten. That's uh yeah, half. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um ten minutes of tapping. And like there's a couple more options. There's
5: a couple more um uh, achievements. And also uh if you have a Pokemon in a gym, there wasn't anything you'd do before you just sit there and wait for somebody to kill it. Oh wow. Now you can go if if you get a warning if somebody's attacking it, and if you happen to be close enough you can run over and feed candy to your Pokemon to buff his hit points back up. Oh that makes it uh so that makes it longer tapping. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you get achievement for feeding candy. I to want to see thing. that video of just a couple of middle aged men holding their phones, staring at each other really right. angry, just you in in, in, a... in the car, staring at <laughs> each other through the cars. Yeah, you know, that, uh, yeah, nobody walks, it's yeah, all yeah, cars. Yeah,
5: yeah, but I I, um, I, ca- <laughs> I captured the nearest gym to us uh, just before we got here the and, one uh, at the child care center? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't creepy at all <laughs> sitting in the parking lot at the child care
4: center by myself. No, 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 no. I wasn't him. No. And uh, just waiting for the police car to roll up with the lights flashing. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. What are you doing? I, I beat
5: it, and I was the only one in I left, and now it's about an hour later, and there's there's four, other people, uh, three other people in there, so we're taking that sucker over.
2: Again, This it's the child care center, I think, is currently closed. Right, yeah. It's only a daytime Well, thing. not like the
5: children are allowed to have their phones and play Pokemon all day either. I mean, it's got to be the counselors or whatever. Sure, Or, creepy, uh, sure. or other creepy guys in their you know, parking lot. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's, that's <laughs> God, that is just... That's a sketch waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it really needs to be done.
3: Is it still popular? Like hundreds of people at parks and shit like that? Or not not
5: as popular, but you can still... You, you'll go to a park and you'll look around and go, yeah, he's playing. He's playing. Yeah, he's playing. Yep. <clears> After cool.
1: a while, you can tell just by looking. <laughs> you get the mm. eye. They got the thousand... Millimeter stare. <laughs> you got the guy walking decisively along the paths
5: and tapping on their phone or looking down at their phone. Yeah. It's the su- decisively that, yeah. that does
2: it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As opposed to that you know, leisurely stroll. And I also gave a chance to the, uh, the first chance. First chance. To Spike's The Mist, Stephen King's The oh, Mist. Oh, you posted oh, it. Series. Series. I didn't, forgot that was out. Is that actually already that, out? Yeah, that then. started last Thursday. Okay. Um, oh, boy. I don't know, guys. Yeah, I, you oh. weren't. You weren't. Uh, uh-uh. Uh, first of all, anybody who's a Stephen King fan to wonder if they're gonna if they're sticking with the story and just expanding it. No, just throw out everything you know about the mist. Oh. Um, th- none of the characters are there. There's mm-hmm. there one character that I recognized from the book uh, was dispatched in the first episode. Wow. Oh wow! I'm like, oh, you're just telling us that. Yep, this is all. The only thing yeah, you can expect really. from The Mist is, one, there is a mist, and two, there is something in The Mist. Aside from that, it is a completely different story. And the stories they're starting with are the the really small-town politics in He Said, She Said. And oh, so the mist part hasn't
5: happened yet? Or? Oh, the
2: mist part's kind of happened, but the first, the whole first episode is setting up these characters and the stories they're in and those stories for the most part, are under the dome. Uh, Okay. So, by the end of the first episode, The Mist has covered everything, so I'm giving it one more episode to go ahead and find its footing. Mm. The the Nathan Fillion film
5: with uh, The Mist. That's Nathan Fillion, wasn't it? No. 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 No, Who who am I thinking of? Thomas Jane. Thomas
4: Jane. Was it Thomas
5: Jane? Yeah. 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 Huh. I wonder why I had Nathan Fillion That's That's one of the best Stephen King adaptations yeah. ever. Right, exactly. As I'm saying, that was just brilliant. That was so well done. And, and Didn't even King the changes like the, they made yeah. were like, ooh, yeah. that's even,
2: even better. Even King said that the ending of that was better than his. Right. Because the Stephen King novella of The Mist uh, ends very... Vaguely. Yes. That's mm-hmm. a good way of putting it. And that's kind of how I was hoping they were going to do the TV series, is go ahead and tell the story of the novella, The Mist, and then... Continue that story. Right. Because there's a lot of story to to be told in that. Oh, Mm -hmm. hell yeah. And no, they're just going to throw all that out and write a whole bunch of new characters and give them uh, people they hate, people they don't hate, and various reasons, and people backstabbing but don't know they're being backstabbed, and uh, football jocks versus geeks, and (laughs) just just, classic. Just the the dumb tropes that we've already seen. Yeah.
1: I still. You know, I'll never forget that night, Andy. Andy and I went and saw the movie in the theater, mm. and it was it was awesome. Because when we stepped out, it was a rare fog yep. in Las Vegas. Yep. <laughs> it was creepy as friggin' hell. I've seen fog stepping ah. out. It was
5: mm. <laughs> I've seen fog up here in 25 years I've seen fog maybe four or five times. Sure. Oh god. That was one of the nights. And I loved night. it.
1: I just I just I I think I cried. I laughed so hard. It was just mm-hmm. so sublime. Yep. But the um Yeah, I I no, I don't know. It's that the movie that ending was just devastating and when oh, I fa- and it was so funny it when it found out you. that that king didn't do that. Yeah. That they pulled that out of their butt. Oh, you, had, you, had, you hadn't read it? I'd forgotten that. Yeah, no, I hadn't. Oh, okay. I had, So I was just like, holy mackerel.
2: Frank Darabont is the ultimate King translator. Mm-hmm. He is. Yeah. He is. It really, it really, really... The Green Mile, uh, Shawshank Redemption, mm-hmm. that's all him. Mm-hmm. I just,
1: just speaking on King, I stumbled across something today where somebody was posting uh, talks, lectures, seminars that he's done oh, yeah. over the past few years, and he was talking about Carrie... And how he went to this one viewing of Carrie, and it was some kind of double feature thing. And I forget the first movie, but he and his wife went, and it was in this one city, and the theater was in a black part of town. And he laughed, and he said it, he and his wife were like two grains of salt in a pepper shaker because <laughs> the audience was all black. And they're watching the first movie, and... and damn I wish I could give it for context because the first movie was some the black audience is loving and he he's like he turns to his wife and he goes you do realize the second movie is about a white girl who has menstrual problems (laughs) and he was like not looking forward to the audience reaction but then when the movie started right at the beginning when the girls are pelting Carrie with the the tampons (laughs) He said the audience is like, you kill those bitches. You get them. And he just got totally on her side. And he said the whole movie, they were totally on her side. And then then he talked about the ending of Carrie, which apparently is the, also.
2: De- that, yeah, that's something that De Palma added to it, the, the jump ending,
1: scare. Because he says De Palma adds this moment at the end of the movie. he done something that people had never done before. And, you know, she's coming to the grave, she's laying the flowers, and the hand comes up. And he said, behind us were sitting two guys who were like the size of NFL linemen. <laughs> and they, they'd just been sitting watching the whole movie quietly. And when that hand came up, he heard them scream like little girls. <laughs> they were actually <laughs> grabbing each other. That's and, awesome. And he said, he said uh, one of them was like, that's it. That's it. After that, that girl just ain't going to be right. <laughs> yeah. But he also, it was funny because he also said after that moment, even though that was the Palmas moment, having been built on Carrie and the audience's reaction to Carrie, he was like, I think I've got a future in this. Because mm-hmm. that was still early enough. in. Sure. His, I mean, he commented that uh, Naomi. Is that his wife? Who's no? That's daughter. Tabitha. His, that's a, uh, Tabitha yeah. mm-hmm. uh, pulled Carrie out of the garbage. Yes, because he, had yeah, he actually... threw it out.
2: He felt he didn't have the woman's voice. He, right. he threw it out completely. Yeah, she rescued it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Mm. And uh, we are our own worst critics. Yeah. yeah, really. Oh, look at that! Bringing it back around. Boom! Yeah, yeah. that's how, that's how story structures. Pull it up the couch.
1: <laughs> Boom! You're a werewolf. <laughs> Oh, wait up the couch. <laughs> oh, I love that epithet. <laughs> all
5: right, guys. We uh, and got. I, it. Uh, I watched um, just like you last week. I, I the same time. I, I watched um, Agents of Shield all the way through. Like it could ah. not stop. Nah.
4: Ah, it is so good. It was a really that good season. So it was good. fun. It was you know, fun going season. from Ghost Rider yeah. to LMD.
5: And, and, and I just, and I, uh, I like you. I like Ghost Rider in a car. Come on, and like oh no, that works. It sold me really. Quick. Mm-hmm. One of the things that it helps with is that you can have. Him interacting with people in sitting in a car with him, so which is something you couldn't do on a motorcycle. I'm almost certain you can have him run, bitch. Behind <laughs> <laughs> the flaming skull—that's a bad idea.
1: Well, I don't think he rides with anybody while he's <laughs> flaming, anyway. But I, I actually—I mean, looking at it, the first time they did a, a scene where he, they're driving and someone's driving with him, I'm like, right. okay, this must be why they did it, right? Because Matt's joke notwithstanding, it would actually be pretty fucking funny, bizarre. to mm-hmm. be like, all right, hop on. And they're riding behind him and they're trying to do exposition right. or whatever the fuck. So, it, it, I mean, it was kind of obvious why they went there. But there were I,
5: a couple things they did that I mean, they were di- very different episodes. There was an episode where you go through ha- – the first half is going through stuff. And then the second half is going through the same stuff, but with other characters that you couldn't see before, observing and, and trying to... Right. That, was a, that was a fun... Yeah, it was amazing. That was a fun... And it, uh, there was even a line um, where she talked... Uh, but she said, talks about, the, <laughs> talks about the self-healing car. And I'm going, mm, yeah. no, no, <clears throat> not in this case. And then yeah, that line came back around. Yeah, and then the the, the whole sequence on uh, in uh, the evil alternate reality thing, which is a great way to pull it into that too. Yeah, right? right. with this, uh, and, and you talked about um, his performance, his performance, but the real standout character is Ada. Yeah, she has to do so many different characters mm. in that one person. Yeah, she has yeah, three three different versions of herself in at that. least. Maybe four or five. I mean, And, and then she's going through changes, too, in the middle of it. She so, was right. doing
1: some Orphan Black shit. You know? Yeah,
5: yeah, absolutely. The
1: orphan Black yep. shit? Yeah, you're, you're, right, right, you're
5: right. right. Yep. But yeah, I'd, I'd catch up on that. You're going to want that. And then Luke Cage. But yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Just give up on Luke Cage. I, it I ain't never have, happened. It's, yeah. it, it, I'll get there. Sure yeah. you will. I'll get there. Did no, you watch the text second text episode email, of Blood, Blood mouth.
2: I know yeah. you're the only one watching it. Oh, that's right. I did start Blood Drive. I haven't seen the second episode yet, but I've already sold from that first episode. Yeah, Blood good. Drive good. is I like fun. Is it? Just okay. plain oh, yeah. fun. It knows what it is. It embraces it. It loves it and wants, you t- wants to kiss you. <clears throat> it's a good show.
3: Yeah. I liked it.
2: Uh, yeah. My journey to the tower continues. I've, oh, boy. Yeah. I finished The Regulators and realized, yeah, that's probably a book I didn't need to read. Oh really? Did <laughs> yeah. you read the uh... it's it's uh, it's it has a tangential to it, but it's not one that's necessary going forward. So maybe I don't have to read so many books. And I, and again, kudos to Matt Spalding. He warned me that I probably didn't need to read that, and I did it anyway. So thank you for trying is to he, warn me. Uh-huh. Is the sister book involved in the thing too? Uh, it is, but only in a tangential way. Okay. Once again, and it's and it's kind of showing Which alternate is... worlds, and that's kind of the tangential aspect.
5: Desolation.
2: Yeah, Desperation.
5: Desperation. Desperation.
2: And The Regulators, an interesting story, but uh, at the end, I guess it's like a three-star story for me, not not King's Best. Did you read Desperation? Uh,
5: Years ago, when it came out. I think that's a much better book than uh, Regulators. Okay. Uh,
2: It might be one that I revisit somewhere down the line, but not till this event is over with.
1: I'm telling you, dude, you know, I read a mini-spoiler about Father Callahan, Mm -hmm. and I was just like, that's actually almost got me interested in restarting Wolves of the Kala and, and maybe uh, trying to get going again. Wow. Now, I,
2: I also read the first half of Hearts in Atlantis, which is the story Low Men in Yellow Coats. And and that's the first half of that book, so 300 pages. And that is a must-read. Hmm. You, that, that one you need to read before you read Kala, Wolves oh, of the yeah? Kala. Definitely. And that is such a good story anyway. The movie... Uh, Though it hits some of the emotional beats, nowhere near that that King story. That That is such a powerful story. And informed entirely, but it is a chapter of the Dark Tower. Can't get around that. Wow. So now I've started Insomnia, which is a 700-page book uh, written uh. in 94. I read it back when it came out. Uh, but it's also one that's kind of necessary to read going forward. Wow. Uh, a lot of people consider it uh, kind of boring, especially the first half, but I don't remember it feeling that way the first time, so I'm kind of happy to revisit that. But when I'm done with Insomnia, I plan on returning to Wolves of the Kawa, and then moving on from there. i am decided to take the Talisman books and read them after I'm done, so I might be able to get the series done before the movie comes out. Or at is least he, is before he done, the movie leaves. Is he
3: done writing them all? Yeah, like The Dark done? Tower okay. is done. Yeah,
2: yeah he, he finished that years ago. So I, I might make it. No promises. I saw that trailer. It looks good. And speaking Mm. of books that are going to try to slow me down, uh, the poll is up for the Book Club book for July, so go ahead and vote. There's a lot of great choices, although we do have two definite frontrunners as far as what the choices are. Who's going to win? I'm not sure, but either book worthy. But everybody who submitted, my God, uh, I want to read every single book that you guys submitted. Good, good job. And and you will, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, this is my life. I love it. And uh also next month uh when we do the nominations, they will be once again for a graphic novel month. So mm. August will be a graphic novel month. So, gentlemen, yeah, hey, there's some news. You want to play with it? Sure. Uh during the podcast? Well, they no one can see you. Oh, okay. So yeah, just just keep your voice down. Wait, we can see him. Nah, no. we can't. You, you, <laughs> that's that's what holding up your hand is for. Oh. Yeah, really. Oh or uh, your never mind put you down know, the Andy, phone you're Andy. the
4: one with all the the, the video recording going right. on during the podcast right exactly
2: so,
1: right so, so so of course it's got to be news you don't give a shit about no! Alrighty. Oh.
2: i miss your your, your impassioned i know sadness I'm, I'm I'm glad you took it
5: up for me last week ben. thank you you're welcome
2: and, you're and sure. these aren't arts there's certainly these are not the darkest we've had nintendo is making a SNES Classic console. They did the I X- give a shit about this. They did the NES class- Classic. Yeah. Now they're doing the SNES Classic. Uh, last year, they released it, but they underproduced it, and then they stopped production when people still wanted a whole bunch of them. Do you own a NES Classic?
3: No, I could never find
2: one. Yeah, no, or I wasn't no willing to
3: spend 300 bucks on one. Well, that's
2: so. For some reason, they decided to give it all the power to the secondary market instead of their own. Yeah. That's what makes no sense to me. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, So the video game publisher confirmed a mini console modeled after the seminal SNES, which played host to some of the greatest games in Nintendo history. The console will hit shelves (laughs) on September 29th, retail for $79.99. It will include 21 games. Uh, Highlights include Earthbound, which is actually kind of exciting to me, Uh, F-Zero, Star Fox, uh, A Link to the Past, and a bunch of Mario games. Now, if you think that Nintendo will do something different regarding production, be aware that this is already sold out in the U.K. through pre-orders. So the U.K. uh, allotment has already been sold out. They haven't opened pre-orders yet to the U.S., but you can bet it will sell out before it ever hits store shelves. Well, not to
4: mention they are not just producing the Super Nintendo version, but they're also doing, like, in the uh, U.K. and Japan they're doing it as the Super Famicom. Ah. So it has two different looks. Wow. So you have, like, the UK and Japan, and then you have the US Super Nintendo bodies. You know I what guess I, the internals are going to be the same, although the US version obviously geared for, you know, our, I, our I, version of HDTV. I say,
2: do, f- I say fuck this marketing strategy. Hand yeah. over fist. Forget it. Yeah. Go. There's a... Place in Las Vegas, you probably have one nearby to you. Place in Vegas is called a Gamer's Paradise. They take an Xbox, they mod the hell out of it, and fill it up with emulators of Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Genesis, Master System, Neo Geo, all the old classic consoles, Atari, ColecoVision, and basically MAME, so they have the arcade machines. The thing costs 200 bucks. And Not so you mention, don't have this twenty-one games. Oh, will I ever be able to get it? Oh, will the store shelves? Oh, we have three, but we already promised them to somebody else. Oh, try again next week. Just go get yourself an emulator. And box, if you're for God's lucky sake.
3: to get one, you got to sit like two feet from your TV.
2: Apparently, they, on this one, they didn't. <laughs> Fucking retarded. Yeah, because the classic had ridiculously small wires. Yeah, this one's yeah, really supposed to be longer. Right, but you know what's what's plenty long? The controller that comes with the Xbox. And,
4: and in or addition hey, to that, if make you make them wireless, <gasps> I have to look up the brand name, but this is uh, it's like a, the UltraCade that you might have seen, where it has like all you know, hundreds of video games sure. built into it that are licensed. You
2: about, uh, f- about the th- cheapest one's like.
4: 2000. Yeah, it used to be. But they were like full-on cabinets. They now have one that has uh, two controllers that you merely plug into your, your oh, high-definition yeah. television. I think and that I runs, think that runs around three or $400.
2: That sounds about right. And, and, that, uh, and it's it's a full arcade console yeah. front. So it's got the sticks and about six enough buttons to play Street Fighter. Yeah. Uh, so if it comes with every version of Street Fighter
4: so if you're somebody that's worried about going the you know the mod route or the emulator route you know this thing is fully licensed it is still an emulator but it's fully licensed it's not unreasonably priced considering how many games are built into it and it plugs directly into your television don't so, be afraid of the emulator route yeah. go buy well, I'm one. not saying I'm just saying as an alternative
2: these are games that are no longer produced for the most part and the ones that are 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 producing it like Nintendo here are sucking you dry for Dumb reasons. So Did the part see, we don't care about
3: is that we can't get hold of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you see the picture of the programmers or developers for Star Fox Two finally having their um like launch um yeah
4: luncheon or whatever? They're all happy. They're all old gray beards and shit. The, yeah. Okay. What he's talking about is Star Fox Two was never available. It was In originally North, supposed yeah. to America, be a. Yeah. S- yeah, it was originally supposed to be available on the Super Nintendo here in the, in the U.S. It was never oh, released. Okay, but they are releasing it on the console. Ah, the the, what mini, the mini
2: assholes. So yeah, they're Dead having. Picture, like he's that. talking about like they're they're that's having cool, they're having that's their cool. official
4: launch party like, yeah, 30, like thirty years 30 later.
2: <laughs> later. That's funny. <laughs> older, probably retired some of them. That's no, not funny, thirty.
4: It's twenty five years later.
2: But that's another reason I say fuck Nintendo in this whole thing. Yeah. News you don't give a shit about, this is just, it's news. Uh, Fox is making history, as Deadline reports, they will be the first television network to run six-second advertisements on its network and on-demand services. Uh, Taking a page from YouTube's book, the company has embraced the model and believes the six-second ads are profitable for advertisers as well as less annoying to viewers. Of course, they're still going to keep along ads as well. Uh, it's just news because it shows that YouTube is influenced advertising enough that the networks are jumping in on how they do advertising. So, be ready for six-second commercials.
4: I'm, it's interesting you say that because even uh, you know a lot of your mainstream stuff is starting to drop the length of commercial breaks. Uh, the NFL this year is going to be shortening the Uh, the little commercial blocks they have in between because they're saying that uh, the average viewer now feels like it's being broken up too much. So they're going to be... The games overall will be shorter. Uh, There'll be fewer commercial breaks. And, uh, you know, not as much time when they go to review, like, a, a play when the referees have to do that. So that's another... Symptom of the, you know, the binge watching, if you will. So we're moving towards uh, Max Headroom's blipferts. <laughs>
0: <They're trying,
5: laughs> yes, they're, we yeah, are. They're trying to just maximize their... Although six seconds is basically a vine. And people have proved you can do yeah. a lot of stuff in a vine. You yeah. really
4: can. So, you know, 30-second commercials, not necessary anymore.
1: In many editions of D&D, the round is six seconds.
4: Mmm yeah holy shit not to mention a lot of times Mind they blown. they make like Illuminati. they make a series of connected commercials now so if you go six seconds here and then another six in the next block right. you're still oh, you're telling a that story. story yeah yep
2: oh the, the, here comes part three yep. yeah yep.
4: sure We've let's all do the podcast that way Let, all right that's right geek <laughs> show now it's six, in six, seconds. Two, six two two second three. chunks <laughs> <laughs> That'd be longer than that. In fact, they'd probably all it be like,
2: news
1: you don't give a shit about. And Andy oh. going, and Andy going, cut. I would attempt
5: it I would attempt to do the six-second uh, version of that, but my phone ran out of memory. So <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got to clear the, I got to clear my, my phone tonight. <laughs> clear the cache. Yeah. What
1: the hell was that? Weekend geek.
5: Was somebody knocking at the door?
1: That was the door. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's trying to come in. Somebody's knocking at my door. (laughs) Somebody's ringing a bell.
2: All right. The story as to what really happened behind the scenes of Disney's Han Solo movie is starting to come out. Oh. It seems Phil Lord and Chris Miller were a bit too freewheeling for a Lucasfilm. Ah. Uh, Entertainment Weekly's uh, breakdown, talking to some sources close to the production, and for anyone who's ever seen a Lord Miller's other films, uh, 21 Jump Street, uh, Lego movie, Uh, The findings won't be much of a surprise. According to various sources around the film, Lord and Miller were allowing the cast to ad-lib lines and whole scenes while also making changes to the script during shooting. Again, this is the Lawrence Kasdan script. Uh, The only problem is that doing things on the fly doesn't really work well when you're dealing with a character loaded with decades of canon, baggage, and expectations uh, of humor and and attitude. Instead, their vision for the film started evolving into an outright comedy itself, which wasn't what Lucasfilm had in mind when the duo were brought into the project, which makes me wonder why were they brought in. When the dailies rolled in and the studio could see that the changes were mounting in comparison to the scripts Lawrence and John Casden had put together, they decided to pull the trigger and, uh, and end the... Experiment. Thank you, <laughs> that's a good word for it. See, So Lord mm. Miller out and Ron Howard is now in. Uh, howard's presence apparently meant to serve as a veteran hand to redraft the story into a more grounded tale that fits the tone of the larger star wars franchise <laughs> see, I,
5: I, that makes sense to me it seems like a reasonable thing for the executives to do if they're trying to build a whole worlds upon world connected to the worlds but i would still love to see ron howard's version released for this official one and then as a bonus or as another feature as itself or as another film
2: just do the the, the comedy version of i'd love
5: to pick a like a feature length blooper
2: reel sure and uh, i guess there is a uh, director's guild rule that if you've shot 90 percent of a movie you have the right to do, create an edit of your film uh the studio may not release that edit but you are allowed to have it Completely finished, so yeah. they could conceivably make a director's cut that we never see. Throw it in a vault. Is somewhere. it going
1: to be ninety percent though? Because one of the things I read was part of what was annoying. Nucleus. The derp, derp, derp. derp. <sighs> Damn film? it, Andy. Lucasfilm. Yeah, I, I know what, what the hell's the matter. With I that? think that's a trauma picture. Lucas. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a great one. Uh, Lucasfilm was that the guys were taking forever to shoot anything, and they were also behind schedule. Like
4: multiple takes that were just completely unusable, Right, and, and they
1: wouldn't start shooting until the afternoon. They would spend all morning leading up to... Uh,
5: yeah, I didn't see anybody out there.
1: You know, leading up there <laughs> <Dude. to
2: laughs> Just looking at you staring. I kind of figured. No, hmm?
1: <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I do. Uh... uh Go, okay, where, so where you at, at? Where you at? Right. So, um, oh, Jesus. Way to bring where out the, the pillow, Andy. Where the was Whether, it? Well, um, you guys
5: were abusing my pillow last week.
1: Oh, um, but yeah. So they were they weren't even getting all the shots in. Um, there was not a lot of footage for editors to work with, and and you know the way they were doing things, it was it was really a shooting style that was that Lucas was distinctly uncomfortable
4: with yeah and not to mention apparently uh one of the articles that I read said that a, an unnamed source says that the crew actually cheered out loud when Ron Howard's name was announced I,
1: Well, yeah, yeah I yeah. read that it was. So. Although I read an addendum to that that said that that was not the crew dissing the directors. It that was, was just more welcoming like, Howard. It was it was like, okay, you know, uh, okay. It, we have a director and we're moving forward. Yeah. so we're We not, have a job. We're right. not floundering <laughs> well, and and we're really doomed.
4: Well, this one said the sim- something similar to what you were saying is that, you know, they felt like they weren't making any progress because they were setting up for shots, shooting repeatedly, and just, you know there was no right. they, progress they, being done. They yeah, they were getting paid, but it sure. was like we're we're doing the exact same setup we did yesterday again. So, oh, I that kind of
2: So, th- look at 21 Drum Street and say, would that work for Han Solo? If it does, yeah, I'm like go for
1: it. No. I've <laughs> I've seen it.
2: Well, you know what?
1: Um there was a point made that Han Solo was more sarcastic. You know, I, one of the things I know that kind of annoyed me with Return of the Jedi was how he started becoming a punchline. You know, in that movie, I, I, there you think were times that, when I would sit back and watch Return that I'd be like, I could see Ford wanting to die. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I
4: was going to say, didn't he want to be written out in that one? Maybe that was just his interpretation of that character in that movie because he wanted them to cut him out, and they just wouldn't. Oh, well, I don't uh, think it well, perf- was well, cho- a performance choice.
1: Well, maybe. I mean, a lot of it there it was in the lines, sure. So, but and I think that. A lot of it was as the as they, they incorporated more of his one-liners and his little clippy remarks into Return than the previous two movies. And maybe a bit of that's there, but I did really feel that he was becoming something of a punchline. And so viewing that as being a deliberate attempt on a part of all creators involved, I would be kind of like... I don't know if that's a Han Solo movie I would want to watch. I still want to see the footage, though. Yeah. I'm com- so curious. A, a comedy Star Wars. Yeah, if any character could lend itself to comedy. Sure. Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Oh. Han, Wookiee, and a Jar Jar. Do it. Yeah. I don't know, man. A Wookiee and a Jar Jar walking into a bar. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, get me out of this Jar Jar. Oh. You know, because he's in a Jar Jar. Because he's, he's a mime. There you I go, Wookiee mime. <laughs> Wookie mime. There you go. Oh, I want Andy. You got to get that going on the strip. I Is that like it. the sequel to Enemy Mime? <laughs> boy, there's a whole... We, <laughs> we got a whole franchise here.
2: <laughs> Mimey Dearest, that was a very upsetting oh, film. Boy. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: Uh, but, you know, the auditions were hell because getting someone who can... No invisible hangers. Yeah. Yeah. My Mammy Vice. Oh, <sighs> <sighs> Oh, my <laughs> God. Would that
4: would be awesome. That would just be awesome. Stop. Here
1: comes the pillow, folks. As what are you eat. talking about? These are awesome ideas. my bloody Valentine. Come yeah. on. Nice. It's all there. There's amazing creative energy going on right now.
2: <laughs> Wonder Woman open strong. With 100.5 million domestic and 122.5 million global, that was plenty good enough to shatter the record for highest-grossing opening weekend for a female-directed film. Now Jenkins holds the record for the highest-grossing live-action film directed by a woman ever. Uh, Wonder Woman passed *Mamma Mia* for that honor, uh, and Patty Jenkins passes the Abba musical director, uh, Felidia Lloyd. Though they've yet to reach a deal for her to direct the next Wonder Woman sequel, she's reportedly already busy developing a treatment with DC's Jeff Johns. And for the record, clocking in at $1.276 billion worldwide, the highest. Oh, I'm sorry. Who's highest here? You? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I'm just going to go with that number. Okay. $1.276 billion worldwide, the highest grossing film ever directed by a woman. Jennifer Lee with Frozen Um, Um, because it had a really strong
4: second weekend too yeah wonder woman like like really i think it's up to 600 million now yeah something like that it's ridiculous Mm
1: -hmm. go wonder woman it
4: had one of the highest mondays and tuesdays following its opening weekend too if i recall
1: nice well well, you know women don't work so what are they gonna do go see (laughs) oh zing (laughs) what an
2: asshole (laughs) what an asshole
1: wow He's just, wow.
2: Kirsten, mime your manners. <laughs> <laughs> Ayo!
3: It's just a matter of mime over matter. woo <laughs> 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 Go march and burn your bracers.
1: <laughs> wow! <That's>, wow, <laughs> he participated, but he went, he, wow. Yeah, he just jig and jag there. <laughs> yeah, gosh. Mm. Burn your bracer. I like that. Yeah. Mm. Especially since they won't burn. Right. Meta. Let's get really hot. Yeah. Really hot. <laughs> Jesus.
2: <laughs> oh, Mondays boy. and Tuesdays. What are they going to do? <laughs> the 2018 venom movie from Sony Pictures is moving forward, of course, with Tom Hardy in the symbiote suit. Uh, and villain will reportedly be Carnage. Okay. The news of Carnage coming to Venom was revealed in the Hollywood Reporter Spotlight about Spider-Man Homecoming and Sony's plans to push out their own Spidey-centric film universe. Recent reports have been muddied, but it seems as though their Spider-Verse will be MCU-adjacent. It won't necessarily be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it won't directly contradict it either. And Carnage is black and red swirly Venom? He's uh, red and white. Red, red and white. There was a red and he's, black.
5: He's
3: a red Venom. Red. Okay. okay. Uh, he is actually a very bad, bad guy.
4: I was going to say, Carnage was the spawn of Venom, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. Spawn!
2: I see what you did there. <clears throat> but he kills and... Right. That. The hope from Sony is to also have Tom Holland in the film and other spinoffs, though to what extent is unknown. Carnage, a.k.a. Cletus Cassidy. Debuted in 1991's Amazing Spider-Man number 344, got a symbiote suit later in 360. Unlike Eddie Brock, the primary host of Venom, Cassidy is basically a man with no moral compass. He was a psychopath and a serial killer before he got an ultra-powerful alien symbiote. He is, however, directly connected to Brock and Venom when the Venom symbiote freed Brock from prison. His cellmate Cassidy collected the symbiote's offspring for himself. Colored red, Carnage's name is also his goal, to kill and wreck Carnage all over the place. Uh, that's really all he cares about. Uh, no casting reported, rumored, or suggested in the report. Uh, they did, however, mention Silver and Black, the female-led team-up between Silver Sable and Black Cat, as well as films in early development centered on Craven the Hunter and Mysterio, another pair of villains. Uh, Venom is in pre-production now for an October 5th. 2018 release.
4: Yeah, it's, hmm. that that whole situation is weird because uh, they even asked. Yeah, they had some of the the press footage of asking Tom Holland if he was going to appear in Venom, and he he said he just had just before that interview confirmed with Jeff Johns that he's the MCU Spider Man and would not be in the other. So that's going to be interesting to see what they do going forward with that because huh. uh, you could do it without him. You could just do that
5: I means since the spider-man is mostly cg you could just have huh? spider-man out of without showing the costume off well without showing the a mask costume off is.
1: well uh what about miles morales yeah possibly i mean so they they have another person another spider potential altogether. sure uh, but i mean
2: is this going to confuse the general public uh, as yes, is my question absolutely who, yeah. uh, who are these guys <laughs>
4: fighting that's why if you if you Each look at if you look it up the the, the press footage of them <laughs> announcing uh, Venom and Jeff Johns look as he sits next to I forget the lady's name that's the Sony rep when he looks like he just got hit with a with a truck like it's uh, a surprise when, hello oh, darkness his, they, they've made a bunch of memes about it but uh, but yeah his 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 sitting in the chair next to her and he's all happy and then all of a sudden she says that and he's just like he has this suppressed look of surprise on his face what
2: what what's, what she reveal carnage or what what's he surprised about uh just the
4: the i i'll have to go back and watch it again but okay she's going off and talking about surprised. the the new uh venom universe and all of that stuff and ah. and trying to keep them i don't you even know. think
2: sony knows and they may made know a bunch what of, they're doing they made a bunch
4: of memes over that yeah because of the way his, his his the look on his face but they made a bunch of memes out of that but yeah his are there, are there his, re- his suppressed reaction is that of, this is not what we agreed to. So, we'll see what happens with that. Do they make any
1: mimes out of that? <laughs> any mime memes? <laughs> oh god. Maybe maybe some six second mimes. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's
0: a <pretty> bad goodbye. <laughs>
1: What's the matter, Matt? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Maple Leaf mime? <laughs> he's being quiet. He's, he's I know, playing he's, the he's, part. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's quiet as a mine. Yeah.
5: They don't have any mimes in Canada because everyone's teeth are chattering, so this doesn't work.
2: <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones is joining Brad Pitt to star in a futuristic space film, currently titled "At Astra." That's the working title. Uh, directed and co-written by James Gray, who wrote "The Lost City of Z." and Ethan Gross from Fringe for New Regency Pictures. Jones and Pitt will play a father and son duo, quote, in Ad Astra, which means to the stars in Latin, Pitt would play the slightly autistic space engineer Roy McBride, 20 years after his father left on a one-way mission to Neptune in order to find signs of extraterrestrial intelligence. McBride travels through the solar system to find him and understand why his mission failed. At Astra starts production in September. Hmm. Interesting. Cyberpunk sci-fi author William Gibson's Hinterlands Story is being eyed for a small screen animated adaptation.
0: Mm.
2: Hand-drawn animation specialist Last Studio Standing have optioned the rights to bring Gibson's 1981 short Story to life as a short film and animated TV series, with aspirations for a second spin-off series if all goes according to plan. Hinterland revolves around a Russian space station that enters a, quote, devil's triangle in space vortex and vanishes, reappearing ye- le- years later with no survivors aboard. Upon investigation into the tragedy, scientists discovered that these specific coordinates are certain doom for any space vehicle that comes near. Quote, it is a, such a great story, says Jonathan Kitson, CEO of Last Studio Standing. We know we can do more with it because animation is all powerful tool that can create anything. We plan on making something that looks like gravity mixed with Blade Runner, and this story offers us a huge palette of possibilities for about $100 million less than a traditional live-action film, unquote.
5: Now, I haven't read that story. Did they say the name of the ship in there? Did I miss it?
2: No, nope, doesn't mention it here. It hmm? just says a Russian uh, station. Oh, okay. Uh, the five-year plan is to corp- uh, complete a short film pilot, to show in theaters by next year, which could attract studio and uh, network interest for a TV series and even more ambitious feature project down the road. The short fiction first appeared in Omni magazine in October uh, yeah. of 1981. Cool. Uh, I think I first read
5: Gibson in Omni magazine. <sighs> it was. Um, that would make some sense. It was. It was part of Johnny Mnemonic. It was Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic. Yes. Dead horse.
3: (laughs) (laughs) With a pillow on it. Yeah, we got a pillow over the dead horse.
5: This is fun. Well, we're we're miming it anyway. We went through the desert with a horse with no mime. So, you know.
1: Wow. That's a stretch. (laughs) That was a stretch. (laughs) I know what it cracks me up. Well, Andy is the Reed Richards of... No, he's the Mr. Fantastic... No. <laughs> Boy, I don't like either of those uh, metaphors. Never mind. I'm more of the elongated man. There you uh, go. Uh, okay. <laughs> Plastic man. Yeah, yeah,
2: let's go with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Andy's
1: nose you know, starts twitching. <laughs> I smell a joke. <clears throat> a stretchy guy. Nobody knows who the hell he is. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> a new comic series from Dark Horse is pairing Wonder Woman with Conan the Barbarian. What? It's a six-issue <sighs> miniseries crossover between two licensed characters from DC Entertainment and Dark Horse, written by the fan-favorite Wonder Woman creative team of Gail Simone and Aaron Lepresti, delivering Robert E. Howard's charismatic Cimmerian to a strange new world where he eventually comes face-to-face with, his most notorious, with the most notorious gladiator, Wonder Woman. Here's the solicitation synopsis for Wonder Woman slash Conan number one. What makes one a legend? How do legends carve their name into history when countless others are forgotten? Wonder Woman and Conan the Barbarian are destined by the fates to be legendary, but when their stories collide, will both emerge victorious, or will the fickle gods cut their lives short? I'm going to bet on victorious. Here. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to yes. throw sure. it out there for yeah. a six-issue series. Yeah. So. Although it be cool. They both died.
1: You know. Well, you know, a oh, six-issue yeah, yeah. limited series...
2: A lot. You Maybe can do a lot, lot in six. That yeah. would limit it. Six. Yeah, they'd be dead. What are your thoughts on a Wonder Woman? Me? Yeah, because you're, you're asking me. You're, you're the Conan, Conan guy. guy. You're the Conan guy.
1: I don't know. I mean, we all know, and he'd hit on her. She'd kick his ass, and uh, that'd be the end of story. So I don't know.
2: <laughs> That's don't your know. issue. There you go. It, it, it's funny, because it it's like
1: the charismatic Cimmerian. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, like okay, <laughs> well, we see where, boy, Wonder Woman's not going to be able to resist Conan's uh, manly manliness. Or, Look
5: how much I can lift. Yeah,
4: <clears throat> <laughs> that—that's funny to say that she'd kick his ass because uh, there's a whole there was a whole thing online with uh, I, on mine on Twitter because I guess, uh, uh, God, was it today or whatever? Uh, somebody interviewed Gal Gadot on one of the mainstream TV uh, interview uh, shows. M- Mime
2: stream media. <laughs>
4: And uh, <laughs> she basically called out Thor, like who would win in a battle. And uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth answered, like she totally kicked Thor's ass. So <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Uh, nice. Well,
1: she is the spoiler alert God killer. Ah, so uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Um, so it was funny uh, that they played know, right
4: along, and that was exactly that what you said.
1: Well, it's funny because they've done they they did like Thor and Conan meeting up. Did they really? Time. Yeah, but you know, it was a depowered Thor, right? He, okay, he wasn't like super. So. Was this in a Marvel book or? Yeah, it? yeah, okay. it was back when they both owned. The one... Uh, it might have even been like a what if, and mm-hmm. it, but hmm. they they kind of explained it seriously in terms of I think Thor ends up in uh, the Hyborian age, and so you, you know, I mean, she's super 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 powered leveled and. Um, there's more to Conan than what the Arnold movies have said, uh, but then again, there is also a, a bit of a silly fixation that uh, even that even Howard wrote that you know women found <coughs> Conan's charisma to be a little bit uh, hard to resist. So it's like <laughs> ugh, don't go there. Just you know have fun with because I mean, there are elements. A lot of people have introduced little elements of sword and sorcery or high fantasy into wonder woman's background so you actually could have s- hella fun there and did this whole greatest gladiator of the land that sounds cool wonder you know sort of like thor and hulk and ragnarok oh, yeah, and man. you know the whole super powered hero somehow ends up enslaved fighting for the masses that's happened plenty of times and that could be interesting to see that how sounds that story like, runs the
2: cover art has them fighting shoulder to shoulder yeah yeah so. exactly they yeah.
5: I mean, uh, the, the, that happened even in Conan stories, right? Didn't he end up in, uh, glad, in a gladiatorial battle a time or two? If I recall, <sighs> but he's not all super powerful like Thor yeah. and mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. That's yeah. what he's yeah. saying.
1: I mean, it's like more mundane, mm-hmm. mundane big powerful guy battles. And it
3: spreads.
2: Maple belief Mime joins One of in. us. <laughs> One
3: of us.
1: <laughs> the
2: Mime Virus. Mimeirus. Yeah. Um, the mimrus. <laughs> You're uh, shaking your head now, Jeff, it. but you will. Before this episode's oh, no. done, you're going to succumb. He, thi- he thinks he's vaccinated.
1: Yeah. Mm. Nah.
5: You'll be mime rocked.
2: <laughs> you're not in my immune. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Boy, there's some elongated man shit right
2: there. <laughs> uh, we, can call, we can call him Plastic Man for that oh
5: one. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah.
2: Warner Brothers' Twilight Zone movie is back on track. Okay. With the studio hiring Christine Lavaff, who wrote for Fringe and something called La Human, uh, to write the screenplay. The movie is set up at Leonardo DiCaprio's Appian Way, with DiCaprio producing, alongside his partner Jennifer Davis and Killerin. The new Twilight Zone film has been in development at Warner since 2009. And the last time there's been some movement on the movie it was 2013, when Joseph uh, Kosinski who wrote, uh, I don't know if they wrote or directed Tron Legacy and Oblivion, was in talks with the studio to direct, so must have been a director, uh, with Anthony Peckham, who wrote Sherlock Holmes penning the script. The Warner Brother movie is based on the Twilight Zone TV series, created and hosted by Rod Serling. A mix of sci-fi, horror, and fantasy ran between 1959 and 1964 on CBS. Serling also acted as executive producer and wrote or co-wrote 92 Of the show's total 156 episodes Wow Uh, The series was first adapted for the big screen In 1983 with Twilight Zone the movie Boasted four different storylines Directed by four different directors John Landis, Steven Spielberg, Joe Dante And George Miller The new Warner Brothers film is focusing on a single storyline For the new film (laughs)
1: Looking
2: to franchise multiple stories Under a single banner One at a time. Well, it's kind of funny because the whole franchise thing
1: is really built under a unifying characters, unifying story, or something like that. So actually trying to break it down like that will be kind of
2: weird. And it's, I mean, let's face it, Friday the 13th and Halloween, those are supposed to start out as more anthology things. They were, when they were looking at doing the next Friday the 13th, they were going to do a different story. And, and they John, did that with Halloween. Right. They did it with the third one and people, you know, reacted against it poorly. Mm, they right. said, bring back Michael Myers isn't a Halloween movie. So, Right. I mean, I, like, was... I
1: think one of the, part of the success for American Horror Story is the whole conceit of the, the cast, you know, coming back sure as you, as a tribe of players yeah exactly so, and a, so you end up with some kind of unifying element so something beyond twilight zone i don't know that's good if i'm i'm not opposed to it i think uh anthology movie series anthology tv series actually could be extremely cool yeah if we could just they get try
5: them you know every few years they go through a spat of them and spate of them and uh they they fail after
1: like two or three years, tops. They, sure, yeah,
2: they tend not the last. Sure, yeah. the horror and,
1: story is amazing, and that that it's gone as far as it has. Twilight right.
2: Zone came back what two thousand nine for one season. That's all they amazing did, so.
1: stories. I was in anthology no, series, sure. uh, monsters, uh, Friday, right?
2: Freddy's nightmares.
1: I think didn't didn't the new Outer Limits? Yeah, there was when, a, uh, there was, was an outer, outer Limits. Didn't that? I mean, there was well, a series called The
2: Watcher too. It was
1: based
5: time. in Vegas. It was. Uh,
1: Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's like cuz they they would they, it was like all the surveillance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like it was an oh, anthology really? and it's a surveillance in the casinos. Yeah. God damn, that I literally hadn't have, have not thought of that since it was out. <laughs> About no, what year was that out it.
2: estimated? Oh fuck. Uh,
5: I I want to say ninety six ninety seven. Okay, just to put maybe, an arrow to it. Maybe it was. I, was a, say, I, was I will go to the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All. Check
1: it out. It was. Ah. It, it was. It was funny because it was right around when I was getting into Vegas, and it was just weird because it was just about Vegas stories, and the the framing device was you know the on
2: camera surveillance that
1: they have on the casino floors.
2: Sure. But even Stephen King's Nightmare and Dreamscapes that was a anthology series for a season. So, right i mean they, they've thrown big names at it it just doesn't seem to stick black mirror is probably the the most successful one right now and that's because it's a netflix joint
1: yeah i have gotta watch that because everybody talks about that and right, right I, I didn't even realize that that was the conceit of it which it just actually makes it sound more interesting to me so 1995 95 yeah. 95 ah, i'm curious yeah, and
5: think? and there was a main character. There was somebody like who was like, "Oh, Sir mix was actually the guy, who was a watcher." If I'm if, if I'm reading
1: this really?
2: right, so that Jeff, uh, <laughs> <definitely, laughs> really?
1: <laughs> wow, boy, way to kill people's interest, Andy. Right,
2: <laughs> sir. Mix-a-Lot. He took a Is pillow that right? to They're their really Sir Mix-a-Lot
4: he's
5: listed as the first person in a cast but that doesn't seem I'm right. guessing I, he was just a, a
2: player in one of the stories
5: I, I remember the watcher was black but I don't remember it being Sir Mix-a-Lot let
2: me look you both a little further keep going uh, there's not much to go on what should we go on Mind <laughs> no, no, us. comments <laughs> at mm-hmm. And until next week I am Master Torgo
3: 80's Jeff Commander K fact check Dandy. My belief, Matt. <laughs> nice! <laughs> hey, I'm surprised you didn't have Jonathan Frakes uh, directing Discovery. They brought him on. Like,
2: that's kind of some kind of news. Like, Jonathan Frakes was not going to direct an episode of Star Trek on Discovery. But it gives it a little bit of hope. Does it? Does it give it hope? Maybe. We'll talk to you next week in Geek. <laughs> 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 does it give it hope? Wow. I, 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 I considered it. I did consider it, but I'm like, of course they're bringing in Frakes to direct, direct an episode. For that very reason. But he too. also
4: directed episodes of The Orville, too, so... There you go. He's Watch The Orville, people. It looks so good. It <laughs> I, does I Sir Mix-a-Lot was the Watcher. He was, he was
2: the, was the title Watcher. character. He was the Watcher. Yeah.
5: Wow. 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 I did not remember him being that bad.
2: My here. mime is blown.
5: Yes. And a mime is a terrible thing to waste. <laughs> All right, Prince John. <laughs> the Watcher is an all-seeing presence looking over the denizens of Las Vegas. Every week a different tale is told, usually about the dark side of life, with the help of limousine driver Lori Danforth.
4: Oh. That was a oh. reference to Robin Hood Men in Tights when Prince yes. John says a mime is a terrible things to waste after the sheriff oh. orders him to kill the mime.
2: That's been ages since I've seen that movie. Wow. That was the last good Mel Brooks movie.
5: Um, yeah. Yeah. Was baseballs before or after that? Before.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Definitely. I, don't, I liked Dracula Dead and Loving It. I don't nope. know why so many people didn't nope. like wow. it at all.
2: That, 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 that's that's one, of, one of the low points. I had fun with it. <clears> my <laughs> goodness gracious. I'm not
5: sure. I've seen that one now. They've mentioned it. Dracula Dead and Loving yeah. It? Don't I you don't mean know.
2: watch it? My goodness Is gracious. Is that uh, has, who's
4: the leader of
5: <laughs>
2: that? Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. Okay. He
5: plays
4: Count Dracula. Sure, sure.
2: And, and maybe, maybe it's just I, I'd hit the wall with Nielsen at that point. Okay. Could be. Because at, at that point, it was like, he beyond was like, buffoonery. It
5: yeah. was like three naked guns in. and Yeah.
2: yeah. And, and those, of course, you know, ramped it up. He's become more of a buffoon with each one. Right. And then when Dracula did loving it, it was like, oh, this is even higher buffoonery. So, yeah. There you go.
3: Hey, don't call me Shirley.
4: Shirley. <clears throat> I didn't think you mimed.
1: Yes. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs>
4: So you didn't like Spy Hard either?
1: No. I did not <laughs> really? like Spy Hard. <laughs> okay.
4: Oh, uh, that fucking movie. <laughs> it's got a great theme song. The, 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 great, Weird thing, the mm-hmm. great thing about... The opening credit sequence with Weird Al is hilarious. Yep. That,
2: that part I get. That that's good. Uh, but with Leslie Nielsen, uh, he was great in Police Squad. That very first Naked Gun is great. Uh, because he's still kind of playing the straight man yes, of the whole right. thing. He's he's keeping he, the comedy's there, but he is selling it straight. And by the he was just at by the third thirty three and a third, he was just taking to the camera and big right. faces and just being a over yeah, over rock clown. I, that should, I was, see what you're you know. talking
1: about there. Yeah, I was always wondering about that, but yeah, was that, I think really part was, of
4: it was the expectations of the writers and the sure directors did but. we say it on this
5: show before or was that somewhere else i read it that he was like the the like, had a little fart machine that he carried around that is right yeah I
2: mean, that that's yeah the comedy leet neeson you saw is the real neeson yeah <laughs> he just was a straight man through most of his acting life until yeah. airplane nice that's really funny wow
1: so that's it, huh? Yeah, we're, we're miming. In case anyone's yeah, wondering, right, that there was that's a whole bunch of parts. miming going on right there. So and everybody here, here is trapped in a box
4: right now, except that's me. That's Right. <laughs> and
1: uh, the worst part is when you're doing trapped in the box and you fart, and you're like, you're trapped in the box. No, no, I was oh, just so Leslie fart Nielsen's is? fart machine. Oh, okay. You're well, okay. Then I feel bad. Wait a minute. It must come with scent because I can't trap. I can't touch the button. I'm trapped in the box. Oh. <laughs>
4: <boy>. <laughs> here, let me get that for you.
0: Oh.
4: <laughs>